Alrighty, welcome, welcome on in, guys, to the 6 out of 10 podcast. My name, as always, is Tiny Pixels, uh, and thank you to you guys who are listening, either through twitch.tv forward slash Senshudo, uh, or through Avod, or through iTunes, or through SoundCloud, whatever you guys, uh, or even YouTube, wherever you guys are listening. Uh, welcome on in. I hope you guys are having a great week. Um, I, I, I know I say this every week, and I feel like I do say this every week, but I do have some wonderful, wonderful people here with me. Um, the wonderful Squall Muzzer, as per usual. Sam, say hello. That's, that's a lie. Is I'm, that... I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm here, but, but the rest was a lie. Great. Uh... <laughs> Great. So we start, we start this podcast as per usual, you know, uh, calling me a liar. Uh... With me batting away any remote compliments, like, no! <laughs> but, but, you can all be like, you, you're all safe in the fact that actually our guest this week is particularly wonderful. Uh, and true. I love her a great deal, and I'm super excited to see what she has to say. Guys, please welcome on in lovely, lovely Ellie Joy Panic. Ellie, how you doing, darling? I'm good, thank you. Good. <laughs> oh, how has your week been, love? Um, it's been pretty uneventful, to be fair. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing too much at the moment, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in the sunshine, got a bit sunburnt, and played lots of games. So yeah. it's been a good week. <laughs> I'm jealous of your week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jealous of your week. To be fair, yeah, sunbathing and playing video games, that, that sounds that sounds like a, a good one to me. Yeah. I suppose we want to start really by sort of who are you, what do you do, where can people find you, that that kind of thing. Let's, How did let's... you get in here? Why are you <laughs> who, who let you in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, kind of, that kind of deal. Tell us a little bit about, about you. Um, so I'm a technically now I'm freelance community manager and like games writer. Um, I used to work at Oddworld Inhabitants and I used to work at Team 17, so I did all the escapists and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at EllieJoyPanic, like my name. Um, and yeah, I just, again, just talk about games and the sunshine on there. So <laughs> if you want to find out about Canada, then yeah, just check me out on there, I guess. And you do, a, you do a little bit of Strimstram as well, don't you? You do a little bit of streaming. A little bit. I, I used to do a lot more. I'm trying to get back into it again. I want to get started with a weekly stream again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it just tends to be me shouting at things for <laughs> an hour and a half. So, yeah. That's what makes a good stream. That's what me and Pitman. You just hey, why you shoot? No, I shoot you first. I spit stream. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Yep. Completely. Um, so... It's been a bit of an odd week this week, I don't know about you guys, but I've been overwhelmed with stuff to play this week. Like, yes. everything seems to have come out right now, and I kind of don't don't know what to do. So we've got picks as per usual, but, like, what is it about this time of year where, like, we're just inundated? It's Christmas. It's game Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say, it's definitely not Christmas. I mean, no, it's Christmas. She's been it's sunbathing. Just... It's, not, it's not Christmas. <laughs> That's not. Well, I could be in Australia, but I mean, you're definitely not. But you could <laughs> be <laughs> fine and acceptable. Right. Oh, no. Some logistics in there, I promise. <laughs> no, it's been it's been mental this week, and it's been really difficult. I feel to find to to put in news that isn't just so and so came out and it was great. So and so game came out and it was great. Uh, but we but we have. We have done our best, and we are now ready to kind of settle into the lull. I feel before uh, before Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, the absolute deadland, which is like September. The, there's just nothing <laughs> happens. No, yeah. August isn't that great either. But like September's usually like corpse world until like the end of the month, where some of the expos start coming around. Right, but we. I was going to 
say, we have got Gamescom and things coming up so that, you know, we've, we've just had SDCC with, with a bunch of different announcements. So we've got enough to kind of keep us going, but yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a bit a bit of an honor until Christmas. I suppose I suppose really we ought to talk about an influx of games. Uh, uh, must we? I mean, I don't know, it sounds like hard work to me. But no, I uh, suppose we should probably actually Yeah. So where should we start? Uh, well, I start with um, getting. Well, I'd say I don't know. I've, I've changed my opinion since I first put this on the agenda a little bit, I guess. <laughs> um, which I was originally going to say, getting striped up by Sony because they're actually costing. Uh, oh, sorry, pushing up the price of PS Plus by about a tenner a year uh, if you're in the UK, about ten euro per year if you're in uh, the EU. Um, they're the main territories that they're changing at the moment. Uh, but to be honest, the amount of games that I've had out of PS Plus over the past however long I've had PS Plus, I don't even know. I can kind of go with that. That's fine. Um, so it's an extra £10 per year. It's an extra £5 per month. Yeah. No, per quarter, sorry. Yes. Um, and then like an extra couple of quid a month if you pay for it monthly. Yeah. Um, opinions, do you think this is fair as a, as a price hike? Uh, kind of, I guess, short notice. It happens at, uh, on the 31st of August that it comes into effect. Um, I think it's okay, to be fair. I think if they carry on doing the, the level of games that they've been doing over the last couple of months or so, then it's sort of all right. Um, I mean, really early on, when PlayStation Plus was first a thing, as in with the PS4, when they started making pay for it, there was some really good games that came out then as well, like uh, there was Don't Starve, there was Resogun. Mm -hmm. I feel like I got my money's worth then, but in the last sort of year or so, it's been pretty shocking. Um, but then, like, we got Until Dawn last month, and that is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. And that was just so worth paying for. Like, well, I mean, I think I bought that for twenty, twenty-five pound on its yeah. own. Uh, uh, like it was a little after release because oh, yeah. I it's didn't. Well yeah. worth that. Like, it's, oh god, it's... yeah, I played it like six times. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Until Dawn is a great one, and I kind of hope that um, this price hike kind of leads us into having more of these really great, well-known yeah. games that people might not have picked up for X or Y reason. So until dawn. Um, it has a bit of a, a strange uh, primary mechanic. It has a really strange way of telling the story. Um, it's a it's so offbeat as well because it's like right. a B movie. Yeah, I was like, gonna yeah. Say, like, it's B movie <laughs> horror rather than like uh, the traditional like jump scare or, or, or body shark horror that we see or that that kind of deal. Um, so th there's that aspect to it as well. You know, it it doesn't carry a franchise, so nobody ever will have heard of it before. So there's yeah. a bunch of reasons why people wouldn't have picked it up, and I really honestly hope that people did pick it up as part of PS Plus, because it is genuinely a wonderful, wonderful game. And I'm I hoping... spent about a week just yelling about it on Twitter. I was just <laughs> like, you need to download this! There's only, there's only one bit that I can't deal with. Um, aside from that, it's genuinely a treat, like, like bit after bit after bit after bit after bit. I'm really intrigued as to which bit. Can, um, you, can you tell without spoiling or not? So, um, <laughs> is, it, is it this bit where you've got no, a like? No, no, <laughs> no, no, I can do that, like, oh. but that rattled me. That'll, that'll, that rattled me endlessly because if you get if you get far enough doing that, 
the creatures, the the, 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 the the horror aspect of it stops looking at the characters and starts looking at you. And that's no, 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 no. Yeah. But, but the thing, it, I found out that that actually moves. It it moves itself. Oh, it makes you think it? that you're moving. So you adjust. Oh, I was like, what? That's naughty. No, yeah. um, I, um, the bit that I can't do is in uh, the basement of the house, there's a girl. The, the coming up out the, yeah, <laughs> the thing. The, the, the girl. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, that's a trope in horror that I just, I cannot really? deal with. I just can't <laughs> do it. I just can't. I got really spruit playing um, uh, Dr. Decker yesterday because suddenly okay. out of nowhere a little girl appeared in the corner of the screen and I knew it was gonna happen because the character was going and she died and sometimes I can see her out of the corner of my eye and then suddenly there she was in the corner of my office and every part of me went nope 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 women nope women are scary in fact you spent nope. about 15 minutes just saying nope yep. I feel yeah like, that was just um, so yeah, yeah other than other than that one and it is it's a really small section of the game to be fair like that's well well worth the money that you would pay for ps plus mm. for that i feel like that quarter let alone like that yeah month um and now we're having what just cause three yeah so i'm kind of hoping that with the uh with the price hike we are going to see more of these really really great games um, i'm hoping that we'll be getting like the ones that aren't necessarily brand new so they're still like 50 pounds to buy kind of thing but mm. the ones that are have dropped a little bit, like things like Wolfenstein mm -hmm. and Mafia and Fallout and games like that, like AAA, that aren't like, that are now sort of 15, 20 pounds to buy. Yeah. I'm hoping that we'll get that kind of stuff. If yeah. not every month, at least once every three months, we'll get one that's really worth yeah, it. Yeah, like proper blockbustery sort yeah. of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, if, if it can give a platform to these games that weren't picked up for X or Y reason, but should have been. Yeah. yeah, by all means, by all means, let's spread the word about these absolutely wonderful games, you know? For sure. Like, for me, I, I'm a loner, right? Like, I, I'm like this, this antisocial dickhead. I don't play online with friends, like, ever. Like, I, just, I know I'm a, my, my PS4 anyway, like, I literally never do it. But it's still worth it just for the games for me. Like, mm -hmm. I've had description for, like, years. Yeah, I, I don't I do not do much online. Like, I'm, I'm not a big online gamer, but again, with Destiny 2's arrival, you're gonna have to have it. Yeah. If you want to be playing things like Destiny 2. I, I can see that expression and I, I feel it, but I'm still gonna say it. I'm still gonna say that people who do want to play Destiny 2 will need to have that PS Plus. And again, I hope that Destiny 2 is enough to justify that extra cost again. Yeah. You know? I mean, I play a lot online. I've got a lot of. I'd say I've got a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> a lot of my friends are online friends. Bloody a friend. Yeah, a lot of my friends exist on Twitter and on my PlayStation and stuff you like mean that. So... Like they're not real people. Like it's like it's like whenever <laughs> I go to visit a streamer <laughs> in real life, and I'm like, oh god, yeah, you actually exist. <laughs> like Most I love my friends that. exist yeah, like, in the forests. They're, they're just flitting between trees. It's a huge deal for me. Like when when me and my partner were living in different countries, that was our way of like communicating and stuff. I mean, obviously we did other things as well, but like it was it was a big deal for us to get in from work and sit down and play games together. And I do that with a lot of my friends. And I that I know, for me is enough reason to have PlayStation Plus, and I will continue to pay for it because yeah. 
it's it's important i think yeah oh for sure um but you yeah, know i'm i'm paying extra money is never a nice thing but i feel in this case they can make that work for their really? service you know they, they put the out you know games are good value so you know, i hope that carries on I mean, when was the last time they did put it up? I don't even remember. If if it, if they have, it was a long enough ago that I don't even remember when it yeah, was. Yeah, pass. Uh, it never it never went up while I sold it at game. No, I'm, I'm thinking the same. It never went up. I know Xbox did for monthly and mm. quarterly. Yeah, and everybody kicked off about that as well. And it was like, why? It's oh, but it games, better games with gold aren't as good. I feel. Um, yeah. I, it's one of those you things. Get, like <laughs> low level games like good games but low level good right every month whereas we we usually get something big or we get something like fury you yeah. know we get fury. those caliber yeah. of games you know well like um by Novizek, was it rebirth yeah. they gave it as it came out literally yeah. it, it was brand new released that day and it was like hey guys on your ps plus um yeah xbox just seems to be like like really cheaply made indie games like not like nothing wrong with an indie game quite like indie games but like the real kind of sort of lower tier indie games just tend to get bundled in with like one okay-ish game yeah. on xbox's uh games of gold that's how it feels for me anyway yeah i mean i'm uh, kind of biased because i'm not a big fan of the xbox one as a console um so i'm kind of biased in that regard but i never felt like my games of gold um has been worth it for the xbox one I've never ever felt that it was worth it. Whereas um, PS Plus, I've found some really nice titles. I've been able to um, text my, my virtual friends uh, and be like, hey, X game is on the PlayStation this month. It's free, try it. And if you don't love it, like you can hit me at the next convention. Um, <laughs> and I, I get hit like maybe once per convention. So that's not too bad going. Uh, considering I, I know a lot of people online. Pretty good. Um, right, great. <laughs> uh, but no, like, like things like Fury came out for the PS Plus, and I'm like, guys, Fury is wonderful. Go try it. And most people, you know, kind of, kind of took up on the same as that. So yeah, I, I can understand the price hike. Um, it, it's not that big a deal, I feel. Um, especially if you pay quarterly anyway. We've got our values worth out of it so far and I feel like we'll continue to, to do so. Um, and the, the other thing as well to, to keep in mind is you've got advance notice, right? It's not going up until August 31st. Buy some, either buy it on PSN or buy game cards now that have got the, the credit on it for the lower price well, and lock in the price. Yeah, it's you, can, you can buy it and you can stack up to two years on top of your current mm -hmm. membership. Yeah. So just buy it all now and then... If you know you're going to have it anyway. Yeah. 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 Get well, stacking. Um, you got a month just but, over. But yeah, this is my this is my gentle reminder um, that I think on Tuesday it rolls over. So go get Until Dawn now. Yes. yes. So go do that now. Yes. <laughs> go to your PS4. Turn it on. Because it's a like six week game. It's it's free. Like five minute break and let him go. Go and do it again. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Yeah, this, this is this is my reminder that Until Dawn is actually a great game, and you, you should go. You should go and press the button. Um, but yeah, I've 
I've been told, I mean, we, we did it kind of this way the last time I played it through, but a really good way to do it is to get eight people together and have everybody assigned to a character. Because mm. you play no, as eight characters throughout and then you are That's responsible for your character. Mm. Um, and then you can cause fights or be nice to people or leave someone to die if you don't like them. And um, it's great fun doing it like that as well. So it's, it's an awesome party game. We're all yelling at the TV. Um, yep. So yeah. Um, may have to do that next next time I have yeah, that many people. Yeah, it's great. Right. Yep. The other Add in some drinks and it makes it like 10 times better as well. <laughs> the other For thing sure. to remember is you don't have to save everybody. And sometimes some of the best scenes in the game are when you look at somebody and you go, nah. nah. Yep. Don't like, you talk to him like that. Some of Damn the, the genuinely, <laughs> some of the best scenes in the game are when you look at somebody and you look at them being chased and you go, you know what? We're gonna put the controller down. No. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yeah, done. They are <laughs> wonderful. Go, go do those as oh, well. Oh yeah, the deaths are incredible in it. I watched a load of the death scenes because I've not actually lost them all in one run through, so I don't know. I don't what even all the know death how. Scenes are. You I don't even know how you actually do that badly, or, or no, like no, no, no. even. You make that. No, you consciously make that choice. Like you, you, you can, you can... consciously choose to kill them all, and just wonderful. You can also consciously choose to kill like six of them in the last mm. two minutes of the game, which is incredible. Yeah. I have to keep this still. Oops. It's no, yeah. it's not even that. You can just be like, I'm just going to run and do that thing. And then everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Great. everyone on fire. That's fine. Don't worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We should probably roll on. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to sit here talking about on yeah. for like, the next five Unfortunately, I feel like this one I'm going to be talking about for. Quite possibly, quite possibly. So, I'm sorry. Uh, we could be talking about it for about a fortnight. Oh, uh, <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Leave me alone. Uh, so, Fortnite, uh, there, a, a new story came out about Fortnite. So, for, Fortnite is now out, available on the early access with kind of a weird purchasey to get into the early access system, which I'm still not entirely on board with, but I guess it's an option. There you go. Uh, so you can buy in to get into it for like £35. It's like £80-odd pounds or £140 or something mad. Like it was £120. Uh, you can go from £35 to about £120. Um, and mm. with the two most expensive editions, you get extra copies for your friends. So I think it's the £90 yeah. edition. You get um, a code for you and a code for a friend. And then on the 120 pound edition, you get a code for you and two codes for your friends. Yeah. So, and that gives you like extra packs and loot boxes and what have you yeah. to open, or the yeah. equivalent of loot boxes. Um, but then it's going to be free to play next year, which is kind of the mad part. Uh, I don't quite understand the high buy in to then yeah. play a free Miam game. It's a bit weird. But anyway. Um, Someone has started moaning about how they've reached the paywall in extremely inverted commas. Um, they're saying that they've put in 50 hours of the game and they've reached a point where they can't progress any further without grinding out um, like mad amounts of stuff to be able to progress. But then they've also said that they've only got one legendary piece of equipment. I've probably pay played... 10 to 15 hours of it so far and i've got more legendary equipment than i can possibly even begin to consider <laughs> so 
so uh, in, in addition to this yesterday we were actually all granted so the, the loot box system is you get pinata llamas <laughs> and you hit the pinata llamas and the loot falls out um and if you hit them and they turn silver you then get more gear if you hit them again and they turn gold you get more gear again so there's and you've a got chance... like chance to get like mythics and yeah. like super yeah, yeah. So, so there's always a chance that uh, I think it's one in twenty llamas is going to be a silver one, um, and then uh, I think it's either one in five or one in ten is a gold. But I forget. Uh, if you have a gold one, you are guaranteed a legendary something. Mm -hmm. Out of the fifteen that we were given yesterday, one of them was guaranteed to be a um, a legendary item. That puts yeah. my count after about twenty or so hours in the game now like maybe 25 hours in the game now, uh, to three. What what colour is legendary? Orange. Is it the orangey one? Yeah. I have got, I want to say seven, eight. Right. Maybe I've just been super lucky, I don't know, but I've got I quite a few luck. of them and but, I've not been trying that hard. But like, I, I, I've been playing this to death and um, I think if you're worried about how leveled your heroes are uh, and things like that and how your collection's progressing, against actually working as a team and doing the team objectives and things, yeah. I kind of feel like you're looking at the wrong part of the game. And this is a thing that I'm really glad that they've done this early access kind of uh, section, because I'm hoping that they're going to take some of the feedback that we have about the UI and the menu systems on board and be like, okay, so there's a, it feels like there's a lot of focus on this where there doesn't need to be. Well, I mean, the UI is absolute mess. Uh, and uh, did... I think that has been passed along, and I think they are taking note. I mean, even even in this article, they, they've literally said, like, we get you, but it's very hard to take that and do something with it because yeah. is it we haven't explained how this thing works well enough? Is it we don't give enough drops for this? Is it we don't give enough ways of achieving those drops? And it, we need to sift through and figure that part out. And that's good that they say something like that because they're not just going, ah, just have some fucking eat some loot. Like they're they're actually yeah. trying to find the correct solution to the problem. And I think with a with a balance of um, better sort of um, better drop rates for the V bucks and um, a mm -hmm. better sort of uh, ratio of the quests that give you those and the llamas as a reward, yeah, that yeah. it's a system that could work. Um, I adore playing this wholeheartedly and in a call with three other people this is the most fun ever because i'm the person who runs off with a shotgun over to the other side of the map and doesn't reappear until the very end um so it, it's just good fun to hear my friend be like pip where the shit where have you got i fucking I just pip get the fuck get really your fucking... on the map. like <laughs> it's good fun um i've not had this much fun with a, a co-op game since left for dead 2 was new well, i've yeah. been watching by the half player and he's been really enjoying it and i've been enjoying watching him mm -hmm. which is that's different like I've, I've been watching him play all sorts of stuff but um i've actually been paying attention to this because it's enjoyable to watch because it's interesting and it is a lot like left for dead mm. but more i guess it's less targeted at adults if that makes sense it's it's accessible to everyone so you can get a whole range mm. of players into it yeah i can see it having a huge community as well like in not very much time at all um and it's it's intuitive the way that you play so i can see why people can be a, a little bit like well 
yeah, I'm not getting the drops that I think I should and I can't get past this level because like I've not got good enough gear. But there is an element of grinding. It is sort of like an MMO, isn't it? It's you, you have to put the work in to be able to get further. And it could be that there's issues, but it could also be the patience of the players. Yeah. So that's what early access is for, right? So that they can iron out all these problems before releasing and, it properly. And, and just, just the sheer likelihood of them only have gotten one legendary, even like ignoring the, the extra packs that were given yesterday that yeah, almost yeah, guaranteed yeah, 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 yeah. at least a couple. Yeah. Like, guaranteed one, you're likely to get at least two, maybe three. Uh, like even before that, if they've gotten as far as they seem to think that they've gotten and haven't achieved that, then either they're not pr working towards uh, the right things in, in the game. So like there's um, the, the the collections, which is like the, like basically like a, sticker a, a, a sticker book, yeah, which you put things that you've unlocked into to unlock further things and blah, blah, blah. Um, like you get a fair bit of stuff out of that. If you actually play objectives on each of the maps, you raise the chance of your the loot that you get from that particular map being higher. Uh, if you get the fifth rank uh, the fifth highest rank of loot from that map. Uh, typically, you'll get four with, if you're not particularly trying that hard. If you try a little bit harder and make sure you do more objectives, you'll get like the next rank of loot. You you get some uh, V bucks, which is the uh, the the currency that you use to buy further upgrades packs, like the the loot llamas. So it so kind of it tickles shows. me every time that they're llamas yeah. and they spear oh, no, no, you as you sacks. smash them. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, what, what, what's that axe for? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had well, one yesterday all, all that went, my life and then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I will punch you. But yeah, like, it's, I think it, it's possibly that these people are totally missing the point of the game and they're yeah. missing the fact that you have to, like, if you focus on building, you'll do really well if you purely build. If you're trying to do, like, little bits and pieces all over the place, you're not going to get enough points to be able to get that higher-end loop. Yeah. it's, for the people that haven't played it, it's like a little, uh, like an XP bar along the bottom of the screen. And basically when you finish like acts within the game, like you loot somewhere, you'll get some points for your XP, but they go into different sections and they all stack up at the end. So mm -hmm. if you focus heavily on something, then it will really stack up and you have to kind of tune into what the game is wanting you to do to get that high yeah. level loot. Which changes per mission type per yeah. map location, per, like, mm -hmm. co uh, even down to party composition. If you've not got an Outlander, your utility is going to struggle, so maybe there's somewhere else that you can be, you know, putting that energy into. It's it's yeah. clever. Um, yeah, if you're co-oping co with friends, you're going to have a better time of it, and you're going to achieve more per round. Yeah, it's teamwork. The other thing is, you can play lower level missions with your friends who are lower level to bring them up to speed and you can play higher level missions with players that are higher level than you and it'll bring you kind of up to par with them to be able to play effectively right mm -hmm. so i don't understand how people are getting so far on in the content where every five minutes somebody new signs into my friends list and i'm like oh you need a you need a like level three mission yeah i'll fucking go with you and do a level three mission we'll go shoot some zombies and it'll be great mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and I help them out that way. So I've, I've not finished. Uh, I've not finished entirely the first area yet, because yeah. um, I meant to do that yesterday. And instead, 
Jay came on to play, Matt came on to play, a couple of uh, like Desu came on to play, a couple of viewers came on to play, and we just grinded out like lower level stuff to help me get to that point. So I, I kind of don't understand why people are just pushing through the content endlessly when there's a bunch of fun to be had just grinding stuff out. It doesn't feel like you're grinding like stuff that, out. Though. Like some people really don't like that. Um, I mean, when I played through Dying Light, I must have played the first three hours of content like eight times mm -hmm. just with mm -hmm. different people because it's like, oh, you started Dying Light. I'll jump on with you then and start it from the beginning again. And it's just mm -hmm. some people, it just doesn't appeal to people. They just yeah. want to do their own thing, and they're like, oh, I've heard this game's really good, and they'll go on it, and they'll play it, and they'll be like, well, no, I don't like it, because it's not fun, but they're missing the point. Yeah. Like, games like this are made to be played with friends. Yeah. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. I, I think I think a small part of it is possibly the way stuff's explained, because... It, I don't know. There, there are parts of it that I didn't really get until someone else went, oh, but I, I did the thing and it kind of did that. So I think it's intended to be this. At no point does it tell you that you can ping the map in two different ways. You can ping chat. You can and ping you the can map ping, at all? You can ping the map and it puts like a, a, a constant marker down that says something like build here or uh, survivor oh. here or help or whatever. But you can also get it to write things in chat for you. Like, ready? And okay. Oh, well, or, I have no on idea. Way. And I had no idea until somebody in chat, like a couple of days ago, went, Pip, Pip, why don't you ping? Uh, and I'm like, because there is no ping. And he's like, no, 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 no. Just press this button. And I pressed it and I'm like, oh, oh. And it makes, you know, these little things that people are finding make a hell of a lot of difference. It could be a lot better explained all the way through. Um, yeah. But I mean, unless you've sat there and gone through the controls and seen what things are tied to and then go, oh, what does ping mean in the control scheme? Like, right. I guess then you know. And some people, I, I guess the, the only people that are likely to give you that information are people that reassign fucking jump to F7 for no apparent reason because they're sadists. Um, like, I, 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 I've encountered people that play, uh, like uh, Bongi from Two Angry Gamers, like, he plays with Quake controls for every game. It's like, I, I forget what exactly it is, but like space is crouch and left click is jump or something fucking strange like that. I, I don't even... Okay. Huh. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, so those are the only people that would know that those were set up in that way and that there were certain extra buttons that are just mysteriously left out of tutorials and whatever else. Um, so yeah, I mean, that could be part of it. You know, like they just, maybe they didn't know how to use the collection book properly. I mean, you've kind of pointed towards it, but until you start filling it out, you don't really see the stuff that you get from it too heavily. Uh, leveling up your characters, you're kind of shown to do it once, but you're not really shown the effects of what that does. Like, you just see that someone's leveled up, but there's no kind of direct, oh, they've got a plus five to attack now. Like, you don't really see that reflected very well. Um, so maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. But as, it, as it stands, it's a great co-op experience. I don't know what people are complaining about. They know that this game is in early access and it's going to follow a free-to-play model, so it requires some kind of grinding. It's good fun. Stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe that's the a little bit of justification for them. I still think they're a moron, 
but like uh, I just feel, I'm trying to be devil's advocate a little bit, you know, yeah. like just justify their morality a little. Uh, but as it is, they've literally been playing with their elbows with a screen off, I think, to be able to reach that. <laughs> have any more equipment and to blame that as a single point of failure for them not being able to progress further oh um, god's alive all right talking about progression let's move on otherwise i'm gonna sit here and talk about how wonderful <laughs> yeah. is all day because i genuinely adore it um yeah talking about progression let's, mm -hmm. let's talk about how the switch is doing it's doing okay it's I it's pretty good because I, I love the switch as a as a console i absolutely adore it i didn't think i was going to I was super worried that I wasn't going to love it and it was going to let me down massively. Uh, but in fact, what I now have is something that goes with me absolutely everywhere and I've plugged into every television everywhere. Um, like, it, it's wonderful. Every and it's doing well one. and I'm pleased. You're an absolute horror in like a, a hard, hardware store, electronic store. Wow, that's each, every TV. Every single Without fail. <laughs> I've been playing the absolute living daylights out of Splatoon 2, out of Zelda, out of Binding of Isaac, because of course I have. Um, I just, yep. like, even Mario Kart, at one point Matt and I grabbed a chair, put the console on a chair so that we could sit in bed and play Mario Kart and punch each other. And it, <laughs> it's just... At one point got shoved clean off the bed. Oh, and I landed on a box on my poor spine, and it hurt. I didn't know Mario Kart could hurt that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't love laugh it. much. I love it as a console, and I'm so glad it is. You've got one of these, really? Yes, I got one day one. I was I very nearly cancelled my pre-order. I saw one in the flash, and I was like, "Oh, that's really small." I like, got really <laughs> upset. I was like, "What if I spend all this money and it's not good?" And I was actually saying to um to Stephen this morning, like. I am so glad that I paid all that money for Zelda. Like, so, so glad. I got 130 hours out of Zelda and I've still not technically finished it. Yes. Still got shrines to do. And it went everywhere with me. Like, literally everywhere. I mean, I've not played it that much recently, but I'll take it to friends' houses. We're going to have a Mario Kart night. I played it on the plane. I mean, it's there's something about the power in such a tiny console. I'm like, oh my God, this is so pretty. And it's just, it's great. I love my Switch, mm. um, and I'm, I'm again, I'm really pleased that it's doing so well because Nintendo deserve it. So, so yeah, to say uh, uh, how well it's doing, uh, 4.7 million units shifted so far, and they're projecting 10 million in the first year. So um, madness! That's way too many Splatoon so players for my liking. Yeah, and like they've, they've sold a million copies of Arms already. And I, I'll be I, that game. I I don't know. Just, just stop. Really? I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, I don't get it either. I I really I... want it. Um, I really I, I I keep asking Steve for it because um every time I see it, I'm like, this looks like a fighting game that I could sit down and be like, it's colorful and wacky and yeah. And it's kind of in the same lane, uh, in the same kind of vein as, as Splatoon, is my gateway into shooters because I'm no good at shooters. But Splatoon is loud, and it's colourful, and it's adorable, and I love it, and it has cats, and it has squids, and it has paint, it has everything that I love. Like, everything that I love. So, whereas I don't normally sit down and play a shooter, I will sit down and play Splatoon. And I'm not yeah. 
that's, I'm, I'm trash at it. I'm actually not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> um, but you I, nearly convinced yourself. Like, nearly. I remember picking up Pokken and being like, this is actually really good. I actually really like this as a fighting game. And then I looked at ARMS and I'm like, Hmm. I get it. You know, I, 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 I could play arms. And it's another one that they keep trying to slap together as like, it's going to be the eSport of the century, Street Fighter, move no, aside. No, no, they don't. No, they <laughs> don't. No, they Sweet don't. Nerd, give it a bit of this. No, yes. no, 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 no. All right. 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 Let's, let's, let's pull it back a teeny bit. So Nintendo <laughs> wanted... Splatoon 2 to be huge, and they wanted Pokken to be. They took Pokken to Evo, right? So yeah. Don't, don't start on their fighting Pokemon's games. Not really competitive legit. though. Arms is getting really competitive though, because you can play it with buttons. You don't need to sit there doing this endlessly. You don't. But, but generally, you do. Like, no. if, you, if you're playing Arms and you're not moving your physical arms <laughs> to do the physical arms thing, then you're doing it wrong. You can play it with buttons. You are allowed to play it with buttons, and it works just as well as I understand. <laughs> it's called arms because they have arms, not because you have to use yours. Okay. But I swear, I swear, no, like that. that no, you, you can. You it, can do this endlessly, right? You can. No, <laughs> don't uh, have to. But no, I just I don't see it. I. I I I I take blind. issue you are blind. with stuff that like Stupid. gets slapped together as an esport when it's just like just if people want to be competitive with it, cool, let them be competitive with it. But it's not though, is it? Like, if we're being honest, now heart I'm, of heart. No, I'm totally on your side here. Like, <laughs> I, I looked at it and I was like, what is this? And through all the trailers that have come out, all my friends that have got it, I'm still just like what is this game because i think the decider for me was you know when i mean it was really early on but you know when they did the the event in london and loads of people went down to go and like play on the switch before it came out mm -hmm. um in my old job two of my colleagues went down and one of them was playing it with motion controls and like really getting into it and he was like trying to do all the combos and everything and one was literally just stood there going <laughs> not, not doing anything and he thrashed the guy that was using motion controls and it's like how can that be fair like he wasn't doing anything in particular he was just pressing the buttons but that's, but that's and the other the guy was like as... trying so hard but... but that's the same as tekken people who try and learn the combos and things and then you have that one friend who just rolls their face across the controller endlessly <laughs> and they end up winning just yeah, but, out but of when, sheer like but yeah. when tekken is played in an esport right the oh people that God. know the combos are the people that do the wins. That dude that literally just goes like this. <laughs> it's like, how are yeah. you winning? It's, like, it's almost like stroking a mechanical yeah. hat. That's it. <laughs> it's, not, um, it's the people with the big boards with the big buttons that mystify me endlessly. Like you, don't, you, hardly, yeah, like you hardly see their hand move. It moves so fast. And I'm like, <laughs> how is this? How? You know? I don't... Um, but, but yeah, like... The, and. The thing is, as well, as far as the game's concerned, I mean, as far as like shuffling in a circle a bit and and doing one of like five moves repetitively, well, I don't I'm... see it being that engaging for that long a period of time. It's like it's simplistic, really simplistic. As much as it has some combos, 
it's all super simplistic. I'm a little bit intrigued. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I wanna have a go on it to see if it's just wee boxing where you can just go like that. And it like, <laughs> <laughs> it just, just kills everyone. I wanna see if, if that works. But other than that, I can't see it lasting, but it's really, really popular. And I just don't understand. But it's yeah, the I, own, I guess. I, I <laughs> guess. I feel like, um, uh, Sam in particular is dismissing the depth that the game has underneath the Wii Boxing level because while there is Wii Boxing, it also has this kind of deeper strategic level to it. So um, it has combos and it has shuffling around in circles. What more does it have? Uh, so um, a lot of the punches don't just fly straight. Uh, you can send them in a particular direction. Yeah, which is why yeah. you have the shuffling. Um, uh -huh. it, it's why you, you have the shuffling and the jumping and things. Um, a lot of the arm like layouts, you can work them into how you best play. Um, the characters have different strengths and the arms have different strengths, so you can work that out sort of depending on what, what kind of player you are. Uh, there's countering in it. Uh, there are various bonuses for doing various kind of timing bits and pieces in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a there's a lot to it underneath, and it, it again it's very similar to Mario Kart. Mario Kart, like top level Mario Kart, is crazy scary. Um, if you look yeah. at some of the time <laughs> trials on Mario Kart, Mario Kart is super scary. But when I play it, it's a super cutesy kart game where I elbow <laughs> my friends and oh, like God. throw them off the bed because they're winning. Um, yeah. I. I had a moment with Mario Kart when, when it first came out and all the guys that I worked with, there was like six of us had switches in the office and they were all like, oh yeah, we'll play Mario Kart. And I was like, right, I'm going to thrash you all. And they were like, yeah, whatever. Um, I used to play in those higher levels. Uh -huh. like, I am one of those people that knows all the shortcuts, all the best drifting spots, all the best lines, where to get all the coins. And they were just like, what the hell is going on here? Because I was just like, pew, pew, around the track. And it, it is like as deep as a racer can get i guess you have mm -hmm. to customize your weight and your drifting and your grip and all that kind of stuff and from that perspective i get it because i've seen that deeper side of mario kart that is on the surface just a racing game yeah. Mm. so yeah it's interesting to see how deep it goes but i'm just not that bothered i guess yeah i, I just I, <laughs> that, that, it's, it's to me it just like it's it but to me it just looks like a stripped back fighter with motion controls added in as a gimmick, but which... it's not stripped back, you just aren't seeing the bits that you think have been stripped away. It's like when you made fun of me for saying that I'd love to commentate Splatoon matches. Because Splatoon yeah. is super in-depth, and you're like, oh, but there's no meta, and I'm like, no. Like, there are different weapon types for a reason. There is, Maybe there, there's there is. a meta, and there are different, you know, there are different versions of, of um, uh, tactics for each map and stuff like that. And I'd love to shot call stuff like Splatoon because Splatoon's super cool. And you were well, like, oh, but it's, a, but it's a pain shooter. No, the only reason I knock Splatoon is like, uh, as, as uh, an esports or as being considered an esport, is I just cannot con like, consider the idea of it being a arena filler or. A, it gets a, really dense, though. Like, it's really. <laughs> 
I don't know why I don't see it. That's the worst part. I, I don't know. I have no justification there's for a, what I'm saying. I just don't a, see it. There's a reason why we see these tweets where people are like, God fucking damn this piece of shit game. Me, 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 me. When they lose by 0.1%. There is a reason we see that. No reason why we see like, people see certain maps come up and they're like, yes, this is it. Because they know that their particular team comp and their strengths work particularly well with X maps. So when those maps come up on rank, they're like, yes, here we go. This is where I climbed. This is where I got it. And it, it it's just, I don't know. I, I, can Im I can imagine it. I can imagine loads of people watching Splatoon. Well, I, I haven't actually played it yet. I've not played Splatoon ever, but I've watched some of it. I know, I know I've had it since day one and I've just not played it. I've had, <laughs> <laughs> I've had other things to be getting on with, but um, this is like the original Splatoon on Wii U as well. Um, and I can see it having Overwatch levels of competition and like championships and stuff like that because it's got a similar sort of like although you have characters in Overwatch, you've got weapon combinations in Splatoon. It's got yeah. the same level of and tension and competition within it. Clothing combinations <laughs> are amazing. Like you look at somebody's shoes and you're like, oh no, oh oh no, they have ghost shoes. Oh no, they have ghost shoes. Oh no, like, it, it, there's a lot of depth to it that. Maybe there is. Yeah. I'd say I have no justification for for saying it. It just it does not. Something about it just does not make me think it would be a thing. Also, the fact that I wasn't aware of any kind of competitive stuff with the first game, like on any kind of large scale, and not on large scale. No. There was. Little, little local things and yeah, whatever else. Yeah, right? but I think they've adapted the new one to be like to open it up to esports level. Yeah, because mm. don't forget we I didn't get think... things like Rainmaker until about halfway through Splatoon One. So I just think it would have at least had some sort of traction to allow for the second one to have a bit of a foothold to build off of or something like that, or if it was likely to occur then it would have already occurred a little bit with a first or something like that. I don't know. I mean, you've also got to remember that the Wii U was rubbish. <laughs> I mean, yes, that was a, a glorified dinner plate with a screen in, yes. Yeah, it wasn't uh, a great console. Um, so, like, it, you've got to remember that that's a, that was a big factor in it. The fact that Splatoon wasn't on their popular console, which was the Wii. It mm. was on the Wii U, and the Wii U didn't do great, well, despite it selling well. Yeah, I was going to say, Splatoon was one of the better sellers for the console, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it won like, of awards, didn't it? Yeah. It like, beat Call of Duty to first-person yep. shooter awards. And, like, and good! That yeah, gave it, it enough did. recognition for people to then buy it. Yeah. If people didn't mm. know about it already, I think that built the player base up a lot. But like yep. Pip said, not many people got Wii U's because they weren't the best console in the world. I love mine to bits. There's so many good games on it, but they were so underappreciated that it just right. kind of skipped over a lot of people because people were like, oh, it's Nintendo. I was like, no, but it's Nintendo. <laughs> you have to remember, though, that the Wii was this amazing console that yeah. didn't kind of keep up that. So when they made the Wii U, they didn't market it particularly well. There was a whole bunch of problems with it. Um, the other thing is Splatoon 2 has a better control scheme than the original Splatoon, and that will help it a great deal. That will help it a great deal because the people who... Um, relied on high sensitivity right um, right thumbstick. I don't know why I'm sat here twiddling my thumb. Uh, <laughs> International symbol for right thumbstick, yeah. of course. 
Um, that, like that, that's been fixed uh, okay. in Splatoon 2. So you can now alter your um, your sensitivity for each stick independently, and you wouldn't believe how much of a difference that makes. I would imagine it would. Yeah. Like it really, really does. So there's there's a lot there's a, a lot going on with Splatoon 2, and I do hope that it does um, super super well, and that I can maybe compete in it if I get good because it's good and I like <laughs> it. Um, it's not gonna happen. Uh, you can dream. Don't worry. I just want to be. I just want to be a commentator for Splatoon, like just once. I'd love to learn to do that and do Splatoon two commentary, um, because it it's just so good to watch. Like it's so interesting to watch. I actually love it. Like I really, really do. But you know, okay. I, I say I just I don't know why. I don't know why. I just don't see it. But um, from from things that are not going to happen to things that just didn't really happen. Uh, but also in the Nintendo <laughs> space. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Go's first fest uh, for their game was an uh, absolute shit show. And I have no idea how they did not see this coming. So basically, it's a fest with Pokemon Go as a focus, that mobile game that uses mobile data in order to do things on mobiles. And they didn't have enough data capacity for the event so no one could get online and the servers kept crashing and so they called it quits early on the day and gave everyone a full refund and that was it <laughs> and how do you not see that coming how do you not phone up like AT&T and be like hey we're gonna have like a hundred thousand people turn up perhaps give us a signal booster like I don't get it I'm super worried about Niantic there are some serious flaws with that game that haven't been addressed still and it makes no. me sad, because Pokemon Go could be amazing. I feel that the issue for Niantic is that they don't have... Uh, beyond what's been released, they don't have much of a pipeline of stuff being finished and completed and done. I feel like they put the game together initially in quite a short period of time. And that meant that they just don't, you know, they don't have extra content and extra fixes and extra patches and whatever else lined up to be released. Uh, what is this video? What is this video? I'm like mesmerized by it. Look, this is right. So, this is a music video for uh, the Pokemon Go track by uh, DJ Cutman from Game Chops, and it's a fucking banging track. Okay, okay. Um, um I thought yeah, so that they I'm had gonna... contacted people and just those people hadn't shown up. Oh, okay. No, it, was something, it was something to do with the, the actual Niantic, like, servers couldn't handle it. There was problems on both ends. Right. Well, yeah, okay. it was basically, yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, it was partially that there wasn't enough signal and partially due to the Pokemon Go servers. Right. And it just all went wrong. <laughs> but how do you not account for this? Did they not think it... It still baffles me that Niantic don't think Pokemon Go is as popular as it is. I, I, that still baffles me endlessly. Because when it first launched, they were super overwhelmed by the amount of people who wanted to play it. And so the servers went down every five minutes and you couldn't possibly do gym fights ever because the servers went down every five mm. minutes. Um, and it, it still baffles me that a year on, we're still in this stage where Niantic are going... And your support overwhelms us endlessly, and I'm like, really? You're you're giving us Pokemon that we can have. Yeah. 
Like, on a device that's got a Nintendo thing on it, which means that it's a lot more accessible to a lot more people. Like, all of us have these things. And we yeah. can have Pokemon on them now. Are you kidding? You don't think that's... It, it, it baffles me endlessly. But, I mean, I, I do feel bad for them that this went horribly wrong. And I'm really glad, actually, that a lot of the fan-organized events across Europe have been doing super, super well. They've yeah. been doing really, really well, and I'm gutted that I haven't got out to them yet. and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. yep. like, again, they're like, pretty popular, and they grow each and every time. One of my friends runs, well, at least ran one of them around where it started. So they went around like Hyde Park in London and just picked up Pokestops and shit like that, and that's yep. pretty cool. Well, we used to uh, do, um, do Pokestops in like the that. valleys. Mm. Yeah, if only they had stops there, you know, that would be great. Well, some places in the valley, too, where I live, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, so I literally don't have anything unless I walk into the village. Um, so I've come home yeah. from London, and I physically can't play Pokemon Go anymore. Like, I, I, should, I should at some point just, like, I don't know, like, throw, I should try and find the map of how many Pokestops there are around my place, because it's just disgusting. Hey. Well, like, as far I, as the eye can see... In my in my old flat, my other half used to lie in bed, and there was one just down the road, and you'd just sit like pinging it just in bed because <laughs> it was yeah. just they were everywhere. And I remember when it first came out, you'd just see people all over the place, and went out for a walk at like half past nine at night, like this time last year, and there was like three Pokestops all within like a couple of hundred meters of each other, and there mm -hmm. was like hundreds of people out. And I mean, you yeah. don't really get that anymore, but I do still see people, and it's really obvious when they're doing it, because they're all walking along, and they're like this. Just going like this, like trying to yeah. find things, and it's like, why? Like, how is this still a thing? But no, like, people, yeah. people, still, people yeah. still love it, and now that we've got raids and everything, people adore the raids. Like, uh, at CogsCon, I know, um, there were a whole bunch of people who went out and did the raids, like, time after time after time. Because um, people love that kind of deal. People love that kind of deal. I'm trying to load a map to show you guys that there is literally nothing. nothing. The oh, wilderness. Wow. I mean, that's... <laughs> no, that wasn't one in the distance. That was another road. Yep, yep that's it. <laughs> where, where is, so uh, outside of where I am, there's like an old heritage fort. Like, <laughs> on every the cannon is a Pokemon stop. So you yeah. can walk around and put... Three o'clock in the morning, there are still people out there with torches <laughs> going around all of these Pokestops. There's Pokemon lures out there more or less 24-7, even now. It's insane. It's interesting, though, um, that in chat, people are, people are saying about how like they were probably super understaffed to start with. And that I can understand. The initial reaction I can understand. But, but they if, you, if, you are, if you are a year in and you want to put on a giant event on that scale, surely you look at your team numbers and you go, do you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. If we but support the, the fan ones that are going to be smaller, maybe that's a thing that we can do. But that event was, was meant to be ginormous and they had mm -hmm. huge and huge and huge amounts of people pre-sign up for it, uh, of people register interest for it all across the place. So they knew how big this thing was going to be, and they must have at some point said, Oh God, like, we, we have done a mistake here. Yeah. Like, I know they gave surely. him some coins 
say sorry, but it's like, what about if I've just spent like hundred quid on trains to get up here because yep. I'm a super fan for Pokemon Go, and you've given me like two quids worth of fucking Pokemon coins? Oh, cheers! Yeah, appreciate it. I, I was tweeting at um, Niantic support the other day because I'm like, hello, I still live in the countryside. Is Am I ever going to be able to play this game? And I suddenly looked at their support and went, oh, this was a really bad time to do this because they constantly went, like, hi, if you have a pre-purchased wristband, uh, you can contact X number. And I do, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Like, I, I really do feel bad for them that they're having to deal with this. But surely at some point, somebody must have looked at this and gone, this event is not... Good for it. And I, I don't understand why they went ahead with it. Uh, yeah, maybe Pokemon company pressure. But then... Yeah, generally, generally, if people start seeing that it's a bad idea, there'll be some pressure from higher up somewhere. You see it a lot with game launches and things. Right. There's some pressure from higher up. And they're like, no, you've got, to, you've got to still do this at this time. It needs to happen. We put all this money into it. You've got to do it. Make it work. And mm -hmm. people will just be like, well, we don't know how, but That's, we've got to yeah. do it. So. Throw some magic money at it until it works. It'll, yeah. it'll work if <laughs> throw money at it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that, that it's it's a difficult thing, but there's no way in hell that event should have gone on. Yeah. Absolutely no way. And I, I feel immensely sorry for the people involved who yeah. are now oh. having to deal with this massive fallout over it. Um, yeah, but... I, mean, I feel bad for the customer service people, not so much for the execs that probably should have pulled the plug. But, you yeah. know, again, Niantic, if you're listening, if you could please fix it so that I can actually catch Pokemon in my house, that would be really good. Thank you. If I could, <laughs> so, so the, if the I could reasoning stop having that... to, like, buy Pokeballs because there's nowhere to pick them up. That... So, so the reasoning behind that, by the way, is because I would imagine further down the line they're going to do the same thing with Pokemon Go that they did with Ingress. Which is basically, hello, I am's company. Can I plus buy a Pokestop? Yes, and they've talked about that before Sponsor now. It, yeah. Basically, that's a that's a thing that they've talked about before now, and, and it's it's inevitable. But if we could be, if we could have a way of um, recommending stops in areas nearby Which us, have and Pokemon Go does, but you have to like find a specific email address to send them to. That well, like if you had a like near your house if you had a restaurant or something and they were the only place near your house that bought a poker stop it would do wonders for their business wouldn't yeah. it and it's just like why do they not think of these things yeah why is this not already implemented but then say, we still don't have trading we still don't have pvp which was shown in the initial trailer so as far as having things that should be there goes we're not quite yeah. there yet yeah we're not, <laughs> we're not we're not quite there yet but again game development is hard um, they were probably a, a small team coming off Ingress. Um, game development is hard, and you always have to bear yeah. that in mind. Um, as somebody who picked up Unity two days ago, game development is hard. Oh my god! That was just um, picking out, let alone using it. You know, yeah, this is why I don't do the development. I'm like, you guys can do this because you know what you're doing. I will do the community and the people instead. That is fine. <laughs> That's literally what I do. I just scream like I'm like, oh, right, this needs to be one of those. All right, off we go. No, I'll, I'll come back in about ten minutes. It'll take ten minutes for you to make that. Okay, yeah, about ten minutes. Okay. Well, it's it's I, I picked up. I had, I had a really neat idea, and I picked up Unity, and immediately I had two two of my game dev friends message me, being like, "Do the thing, make that," and I'm like, oh, "Okay." So I opened Unity and looked at it for half an hour and went, "No, oh, this is scary," and closed it again. So yeah, game dev is super hard. 
and I have the <laughs> utmost respect to to everybody who, yeah. who works in game development. It is, right. it is very difficult. Well, I mean, to talk to you about that because I think I've got someone who could probably just make it for you. No, uh, no, that's not the point. I have to okay. learn. That's not the point. I have to do or good. You learn to make the thing yeah, or some such. That one. Should we? Um, should we move off? We should. Before we should I feel sad? Um. So. Uh, there's no cosmetics in Pokemon Go that I can liken this to, so we'll just say it's cosmetics, player and those battlegrounds that they're going to add in. So instead of you getting your cosmetics out of crates that you earn points from winning matches to redeem against crates, uh, you'll also be able to purchase certain vanity items, which are all based around or themed around Battle Royale, uh, which is that Japanese cult movie um, from the many years ago that yeah. uh, they're all going to be themed around that and you can buy them with real muns um, and they're also going to have another crate coming which is for the Gamescom Invitational uh, where you can buy keys to open that one for $2.50 a piece Is that the one where the new weapon is only going to appear in? I forget Yes Yeah. Yes, I believe so I, I, don't, I don't remember but uh, I know no. that they introduced a new weapon and then they went by the way, it's only coming in crates. At uh, the moment, uh, or is it initially? I think is is yeah, the, in, initially the term for sure. they used. Yeah, uh, because yeah, they're going to remove that crate after Gamescom. Yeah, like, it'll, it'll be gone. So they're, obviously they're not just going to go. Yeah, fuck that weapon. We're not going to use that ever again. Um, presumably they're they're going to have that. Uh, so. Money items are always <laughs> nice. Like. The Twitch Prime yeah, ones are now I worth just... a super amount of money. If well, you, yeah, I mean, the, that trench coat, them, the, like... the streamer trench coat, the like the, the early access streamer code came with a trench coat, and that trench coat was going for like $800. Yeah, what? Yep. It was fucking mental. Like, but it was not too long after the game originally came out, like into like early access or whatever. Fucking $800 for the... this. French coat. From what I understand, uh, somebody has been trying to sell some of the Prime loot, which again was free if you had Twitch Prime, um, for like four hundred dollars at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, vanity items are always a bit of an odd one because there's always a social pressure if you don't have those vanity items to then go and buy them. Um, See, I've never felt that. No, I haven't either, to be honest. Oh, but then I look at this, so yeah. <laughs> um, like, I guess the only the only game that I can really compare it to that I've played a lot of online, I've I've done Destiny and I've done The Last of Us online. Destiny, I have to admit, I caved and I bought some dancers because they're super cool and why would you not want to do the thriller dance? Um, but The Last but of Us, but you bought those yourself, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I bought them for me. I wasn't like, oh, everybody else has got these because now you get them in game and it's just it's normal. But um, I've never put a penny into The Last of Us. And like ninety percent of their gear is locked behind paid walls, basically. Um, so all the cool like hats and everything, they they're all paid for. But in my eyes, I don't see the front of my face, so I can't see these fancy masks that I would buy. Right. Um, but I do get stressed if there's paid for weapons. Like it's like pay to play. Like certain weapons yeah. will be so much better, but you can only get them if you buy them, and it's like. Ugh. Oh, there we go. It makes it so much more satisfying if you can beat people that yeah. have these weapons. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I think it's a little bit unfair if we do things like that. But vanity stuff, I don't really see the appeal. 
So, uh, before we go on, there's a little bit of a clarification. I've just been told that the new weapon is an in-game airdrop crate only, rather than a vanity crate, so I've misunderstood. Um, yeah. I so that's that's fine. That's okay. Um, but I, I, I refuse to believe that it's oh. only me. Like, I refuse to believe that it's only no, me. There, that... there is probably a chunk of the population that yeah. are the same as you and are weird because of it. <laughs> uh, but, like, I just... I, I, Cool, you've got a bandana. Uh, good for you. I've, I, I've got a gun that I found from looting this place because that's what I need to win the game and I've shot you in the face and I can take your I bandana guess, now. <laughs> I guess I can see why it would... I can see the appeal. I can see why people would want to do it. But, like, if we're talking vanity items, are we talking, like, different colours and stuff? Because surely that puts you at a disadvantage yes. in game. If you're not like ground colored, <laughs> you're just gonna get spotted. It's like, yes, I shall buy a bright orange tunic to wear. But like, <laughs> it's just, you're just gonna get seen well, everywhere. Maybe, so, maybe it's gonna be all camo colors that they're gonna sell and the rest of them are gonna like, turn. Right, what about like a you disco ball have... helmet or something? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, that, I would buy that shit, but. Or maybe, you know, <laughs> but you buying a vanity item for yourself that's quite normal, you mandate that everyone else in the game has to have a disco, a disco ball helmet. <laughs> Maybe that's the way they're going to swing it. And it becomes a pay-to-win item instead. <laughs> like, I, I, it's additional income for them to carry on developing the game even yeah, further. Which is important. It's additional yeah. income for them to sponsor esports events, which they're starting to do with it as well now. Like, I would imagine... Uh, I, it doesn't actually say it in the article... But if it's anything like what they do, like say Dota, for example, like this invitational crate, which you can buy keys to open, the money from that is probably at least in part going towards the prize pool for yes. that invitational that they're yeah. doing at Gamescom. So it makes sense, you know, the, the game is funding the game, and uh, and that's cool. Like they they don't have to dip into their own pocket for it, and it, you know, players fund the players and whatever else. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, it's just an option, isn't it? Like it, you don't need it to play the game. You don't need it to win the game. If you really enjoy the game, and you, like everything breaks down to cost per hour for me, like across the board. Like you know, I've played Rocket League for like 150 hours or something stupid, right? I paid <laughs> a tenner to buy Rocket League, so I don't mind throwing in an extra couple of quid for cosmetics yeah. or whatever else into that right. because I've I've gotten more than that money's worth of enjoyment. I don't really do it because I don't care about cosmetics, uh, but like. But if you were that sort of person, wouldn't bother me to do so. Rocket League is like a. It's actually a really good example because like they've got loads of different themed like packs that you can pick up, haven't they? Yeah. Whereas, mm -hmm. is this going to be themed, um, like? For example, you can get like you can get um oh my god, what are they called? Hot Wheels. That's in Rocket League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And They've done like Rick and Morty. Yeah, like Oddworld and stuff. There's all these different packs. It's like, oh I really like that game or that film or that TV show. I'm gonna then put that on my car. That won't really work in Player Unknown because like I said, if you get something that's Rick and Morty themed in Player Unknown, you have a white lab coat. You're just gonna be <laughs> Yeah, everybody's so gonna obvious. See you. Yeah. I mean that's I'm just not sure how it'll work. I think, like, honestly, like, camouflage isn't really a thing. Um, if you're visible, you're visible in that game, really. You know, you can hide <laughs> in foliage and you can. Yeah, we've not seen those videos of that dude that's, like, stood in a bush 
like pretending to yeah. be a bush. And but like, like you're also mostly in the bush, so people only really see yeah. the bush. Like that's kind of it. And there was one of a, a, a dude sat in a car in the middle of like the the zone right at the end, and they just sat in the car for the entire thing. It's like turned up on its side. And, and they had like a firefight around the car, using the car as cover. <laughs> and I love stuff like that. Yeah. When people think that you're a dead body on the floor and you're like, nope, I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and you just wait. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just not entirely sure how it will work. But I think they've got the right idea with it because I think if they start doing a Call of Duty and locking maps and perks and things behind money, then they're going to start having an issue. At least this is, like you say, it's not a like pay to win or pay to play. It's yeah. something extra. Yeah. And and they've dedicated to developing a lot of free content going forward as well. So yeah. they're not going to be making their money through that beyond you know initial game sales and whatever else. And that's only going to go so far, right? So it, it makes sense to keep perpetuating the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, as long as it doesn't alter the game mechanics, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know. Harry on my son. <laughs> yeah. And if people even if they do like, hey, you can buy this orange jacket. Cool. If you win with the orange jacket, like GG, well played. Good you job. Get double points. Well, what if, double yeah, points what from... if they do stuff like that? What if it's like, yes, you can wear a disco ball helmet, but if you win, you're gonna get like ten thousand XP. It's that would be a really interesting way to oh, do you it. know like, what? Make... I'd be all for that. Even yeah. though that's like, <laughs> to win, that's skill based still and fucking get... carry on. Happy oh, day. <laughs> or just oh, you know, a big like throbbing arrow like pointing <laughs> down onto the top of their head. You have like, like like jingle bells tied around your wrist and your ankles <laughs> so that you can be heard but not seen. M- oh, MLG gosh. horn with every footstep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh. it, right? I'm, I'm writing a. We're writing a suggestion between no. us, right? Fucking no. Third each, right? Profit share. What's okay. next? What's right, next? So, um, what's next? Oh God. So from from uh, kind of slightly gratuitous additional content for games to entirely fucking gratuitous dumb shit content for games. Oh God. Uh, we're back once again with Final Fantasy 15, and there's a reason that I decided to use a glitch based. Uh, video for this week because what the fuck are they doing now? So they're um, no, that's not the right one. first and foremost. I'm... Let's just get this out of the way. They're just twatting the the car from the game into Forza Horizon Three because why not? Uh, it's supposed to have been based off. This is a really funny thing. Like it, that, that car that's in the game that they're driving around the entire time was originally going to be based on, a, on an actual car, but then the sponsorship deal fell through at la- last minute, so now it's just generic car. Um, it was going to be like, um, I want to say it was like a, a, a Renault, I think. Uh, some like high-end one of their cars or some shit. Um, and yeah, they, they just fell through, so it's just a car. Um, but they're, they're adding in like the, the co-op experience now. So you can go and play the game as like a co-op experience. The bait is coming for it quite soon. And... It was originally kind of put across as being like a sort of co-op experience with like, you know, one of you plays the main, uh, one of the main characters and your friends can play the other three and that's it. But now it's like, oh no, you can actually make your entire own avatar. Like, so it can just be some random lad that looks like someone from that universe and add yourself in that way and do online missions and single player missions as part of like almost an expansion to the game. And... A later point in time, 
the original four dudes will join that experience, but that's, they're not going to be in it from the launch. And it's like, but you've already got Final Fantasy XIV. You're yeah. literally just making an MMO at this point. Like, just, just, just use the one you have. Like, you've specifically built it. You've just released a new expansion for it. Just carry on there. It's, I don't get it. It's very odd. I mean, the content looks kind of interesting, to be honest. Like, it actually looks right. The screenshots look kind of cool. But uh, I don't get it. I'm I'm at a loss with this entire game, I'll be honest. I have it. I played the opening section, and that was Which really is quite fun. good. I, 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 it, it feels to me, and I said this to these two earlier, and, and, and I, I don't know how, how anybody else feels, but... Um, the entire game feels a lot like, hey, this is a Japanese game that we westernized, but instead of a regular human being from the West westernizing it, they took the Hello Fellow Kids Man, or, or Japanese yeah. equivalent. Yeah. And I, 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 I just, I can't. I, I don't understand it. There's, there's so much oddness in all of the content mm. that they've done. Um, the, the festival that they did was. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! Oh, 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 my lady, my lady's gone, and she, I've got to go and find my lady. But let me just stop for this fucking Chocobo festival because why not? <laughs> no! Get a nice T-shirt. Piss off. Like, I, I, I just. And also, that we talked about it before, but a fucking VR fishing game. Yep. I'm all fish adventures. Game. Fuck off. I would, play, I, I would play a VR fishing game like Sega Bass Fishing VR. I would play. Yep. Fucking. I just. Fight. I remember sitting there in the presentation, like, what is this? It's VR. Oh, we have VR fishing. Wait, Final Fantasy? It's like what? It's gonna be Final Fantasy. Don't release a fishing. Allow your developers to have enough faith in their product to not slap Final Fantasy on the front to make people buy it. Right. It's it's a it's a, a rabbits um, Skylanders kind of situation. It feels like where mm. they could have had this really neat VR fishing game where some of the fish were monsters and that was scary, but you were fishing anyway because monsters are cool, right? Mm -hmm. So you were kind of having this weird um, kind of relaxed slash monster fishing experience, and it it would be a really awesome odd dynamic. Mm -hmm. Nope. No, Final Fantasy 15. No, you get Prompto to go, Hey there, opening! For no apparent reason while you're picking up a fucking fish. I just, no. Stop. Stop, please. Square Enix, I love you dearly. Please stop. Like, like you, you're managing two MMOs at the moment, to be fair, because Final Fantasy 11 is still, still long. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why, to be perfectly honest. I, I, I think people like still it. are playing. Let people like, like things. No, no, I just mean it's, it's long dead at this point. Let like, people it's... like things. Like, I allowed the Final <laughs> Fantasy twelve remaster. You can allow people to like things, okay? I'm, I'm fine with people liking Eleven. I just think the player base has dropped off to the point that it's barely worth them keeping it up. It's up to them if they want to keep it on, but, you know. If, if um, they're still making stuff off of it, why not? That's fine. But, like, uh, you know, they already have MMOs, and they're effectively added an expansion to turn 15 into an MMO, and it's fucking strange to me. Like, it's not quite MMO, because it's like a four-piece band of merry men that can jaunt across and do the comrades' missions and content and whatever else, but I just don't get it. 
I don't it get it. It's a little unnecessary, doesn't it? It's mm. just like, why? Because like the, the original concept as it was put across for the game was eventually you and your friends will be able to do the game together as a multiplayer experience. And that was kind of cool. Like, because the AI for my friends are pretty shit, to be honest. They all just walk into fire and forget to heal themselves. Like, that happens. <laughs> Careful. Ruined. <laughs> 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 Uh, completely ruined Pip's sneeze for those that haven't got any video get right um, but, I just pulled yeah. a really unattractive sneeze face and then you made me laugh <laughs> yeah um, thanks so... oh my face feels odd oh I don't like this <laughs> I've just changed my nose piercing so my nose is all swollen on one side as it is um but like my 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 entire oh my entire face I hate everything sorry <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah go right ahead no, but I yeah, you're supposed to be able to do like a multiplayer experience through the the, the 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 normal game. But now this is a bunch of extra stuff, and you can be people that aren't even in the game. You can just put on like a shirt of an NPC and be fucking happy with it. I don't. Uh, why? Why? Why you do this? I don't know. I, don't I hope get people it. enjoy it though. I hope the people who genuinely because it has a huge fan base. People uh, yeah. adore <laughs> this game. Like they they uh, really well, do. Yeah. So. Um, I don't think it's as big as it's made out to be. I like I don't I I, I I've heard very little like just from people in general. I don't know. I've seen Tumblr. I've heard, Tumblr. I've heard a, a, the, the Final Fantasy fifteen Tumblr space is a terrifying, terrifying experience. Yeah, but uh, and I, I do it. three out of ten. Like, don't recommend. Um, to be perfectly fair, any vaguely attractive man will have a wild Tumblr following of fan art of them fucking a fucking gerbil for no apparent reason because that's what Tumblr does. Like, really I, but so 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 the company I work for in my day job, right? They they turned around and was like talking about what social media f- channels that we should be going through. And keeping in mind, we don't do anything to do with like gaming or anything in the, in any kind of sphere of influence. It's like quite a, a standard sort of office jobby sort of sector, right? And they, they were going through like our Twitter and Facebook, we can do and LinkedIn and stuff like that. And someone mentioned Tumblr, and I'm like, it's fucking porn and cats. <laughs> what we don't sell porn or cats why are we why is this even on the list are you don't forget vegans as well there and oh super uh, angry ve- i've got no problem with vegans <laughs> no none in the size but super angry vegans oh boy I was, I was on tumblr for uni for about six months and then i, I just deleted it because i was just like I don't, I don't like it in here <laughs> Like, yeah. I do social media as a day job, and I did not like it in there. <laughs> uh, There's it, it, very little redeeming qualities to Tumblr, in my opinion. Uh, unless you're 13 and very angsty, in which case it's fantastic in a world you can delve into. Um, look, 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 okay, look, if you, if you want to sit there looking at the hand-drawn gifts of de- decently-looking men fucking gerbils Mate, and filthy... I like, I like the pretty pictures. I like... The, yep. like the art the art yep. side of it not the fan art yep. just art is really good yep and but... as somebody in chat rightly says if you are into not safe for work tags like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna actually say what he said in chat because that's naughty bad um <laughs> but if you like you're not safe for work tags tumblr is a great place for that yeah. kind of content outside of reddit right. like sure. whatever but Oh, oh. Sure. Outside of that, don't. I guess. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> so, I mean, Tumblr does fit in quite well with Final Fantasy 15, given the fact that they all look like users of Tumblr. But, um, <laughs> and I'm sure they heavily feature on Tumblr. Can but we, uh, can uh, we not? Can we not? Let's not. Let's not. No, but what, my, my point not. is, I don't think that the the following for 15 is as big as it's being made out to be. So I think uh, it, it must have a big following. It must do. It must have a big following. But I don't understand all this extra stuff that doesn't make any sense. Well, well, all of this extra stuff is stuff that was cobbled together over the incredibly long development time and is just being slowly spoon-fed back into it. That, that's all it is. They made, they've remade this game like two or three fucking times <laughs> yeah. because of how such a shite development process that it had. So they've probably got all of this extra stuff just kicking about like... What have we got here? Right, seahorses? I've got any interest in seahorses. We can make a seahorse DLC if we fancy. I've got quite a lot of material here. Seahorse? Uh, we'll put seahorses in. Six pounds or in the season pass. There you go. Uh, that, that just just seems to be it. Right, um, fair enough. I mean, might as well use the material that's there, I suppose. But it's it's a, it's an RPG. Leave, leave it to be an RPG and just yeah, fuck I off. I, I, kind, I, I kind of feel like it didn't need to be any more than it already was. It did a, it did an alright job of being an RPG. Lots of people really like it. Lots of people kind of like it. Um, it did a perfectly good job as, of, of being an RPG. I'll I tell you what would be aces, right? What would be absolute aces. And, and this doesn't even need the season pass. It's if they put the original fucking story in in its entirety. And then they can make all of the fucking weird and wonderfuls and let's make our own type of handcrafted candy floss in the shape of a chocobo oh, because that's something we can flog as a piece of DLC. But then them do that part. But like they, they just they still have huge, huge gaps in the storyline in let's this game. Let's talk about some actually dead games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Let's talk about um, some actually dead games because I feel like if we continue to 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 I will on, just keep I will just keep yeah. shouting. It's fine. Yeah. Um, um, the emaciated corpse of For Honor is being wheeled out, dug up from its grave, thrown on the slab, and they're going to just start jamming in any organs that they think might fit in some kind of configuration in order to resurrect it in some kind of necromantic act by finally throwing in some dedicated servers for the game. Something that the community was crying for during the beta of this game. Seven months ago, uh, at yes. the very latest. Um, this, this comes, for me, far too late, and the game has um, far too many issues aside from dedicated servers to fix this. But it's a nice addition for the player base that still plays it. Like, and I, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, all five of them will fucking love it. Like, no one plays Forerunner anymore. If you look for it on, on, on Twitch, for, for an example, and look at it on the listings of the game directory on Twitch, you're going past Barbie Dreamhouse before you find Forerunner on Twitch. Like, Barbie Dreamhouse is a good crazy. choice for charity streams, don't. It's very don't true. Start I mean, on a non-charity day, like, you can scroll past Barbie Dreamhouse legitimately and find Forerunner on the, on the, the game directory. Like, it, it is dead. It is beyond dead. It is deader than Evolve. Like, it's, it's, it's just down. Deader than Titanfall 1. Like, it's just, it's gone. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, the only thing, that, the only explanation that I can provide is they got a solid discount coupon for a server company and went, ah, fuck it. Why? No, it's only 20 quid. And uh, just decided to throw them on there. So, 
Did, have you have you ever played this, Ellie, or seen it? Or... I haven't. I I. It was in that period of time where Zelda came out, right. and that was all I did and all I thought about for like a month. So I I've seen a little bit of it. I've seen some of the amazing glitches online. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I've not really not really heard much about it. I guess which says enough. Yeah. Like it says it all. Yeah. So. Um, I know um, I watched DM Random for a, a, a long time try and get some kind of um, competitive scene for this sort of up and running, but between between the devs openly saying that it, the game was never intended for you to be able to unlock all of its content for, for the original price that you paid, um, the various, as you say, all the various glitches and, you know, just, just nonsense that made the game... Used like not work um you know the the servers right underneath that i would imagine but i will say um as somebody who is kind of tentatively interested in skull and bones which is um assassin's creed black flag but without the assassin's creed bit mm -hmm. which to me sounds like an all right game um, it's just it's just the boat stuff isn't it yeah like yeah so it's, it's, it'll be interesting. It's less it's less cute um, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. yeah. As far as like, I, I, I can understand. I'm gonna feel well, that there's no better the two though. Like it's it's shaping up to be the best. Regardless, regardless, there's no off boat stuff. Yeah. Skull and bones. It's all Whereas, you are the yeah. boat. Yeah. So <laughs> we really lovingly boat. refer to it as boats, boats, boats in our friendship group. So that is all <laughs> it is, and I can never remember its actual name. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, as somebody who's kind of tentatively looking forward to that, I'm kind of interested to see them now looking at Foot Honor and going, okay, what things can we do to improve player experience and how do we learn from that? Um, I'm kind of hoping that that's a thing that's going to carry over to stuff, stuff like Boats, 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 but I, I don't... I mean, you can hope... Wait, I'll use that so that you know, kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can hope that until you're blue in the face, but, like, Ubisoft don't have a history of learning from anything. They, they just don't. Mm. Assassin's Creed, they've made the same game for God knows how long, and a new one's coming out, and all they seem to have added to it is the fact that you can have a little eagle friend, and that's about it. Um, you've got The Crew 2, the sequel to the game that nobody asked for. Uh, like you, they, they don't learn from much, and then the worst part about this is For Honor, in of itself and in its campaign, is actually pretty good. The combat is pretty clever; it works really well. It's very fluid when it works. Yep, but there it's were balance issues that handled. yeah, there were balance issues that weren't addressed. There were all these yeah. glitches that weren't addressed. Um, serviceability was never addressed. Um, mm -hmm. And again. They came forward, and I, I don't understand this in any way. I, I say in any way. I do understand it, but I don't. Um, you cannot... If you buy the game, you don't get all the content yeah. nope. that you paid for. There is no way that when you buy the game, you get all the content. And that sits funny with me. You can say all day, you can buy the game and the DLC... And I will go, okay, and I will make that meta decision. But when you say to me that you can buy the game, but you don't get all the game, I, I, can't, I, I don't 
I don't understand that. I mean, it was similar to to Destiny with those those weekly uh, missions or the strikes and stuff like that. When when they released one of the DLCs, the all of that content was locked to the new DLC, so it just locked out people that didn't have it mm. from that content and yeah. almost kind of snatched back part of the game. It's to be fair, the more recent ones they've they've kind of done it a little bit better but yeah if you jump into destiny now you can't even hope to reach the higher levels because if you don't have the dlc you just yeah. can't play that content so mm. right it's i think it is a little bit unfair that they they said yeah here's this game it's got all these unlockables you can do all this stuff but you'll have to play for like 47 years to actually unlock yeah. it all and it's just like ugh. and, and uh, actually it's close to one of the stories that we went uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was the Overwatch, uh, the, the last Overwatch event. Um, if you played for every waking minute of every waking hour of the entire time the event was on, if the odds are in your favor, you'd just about be able to get all the legendaries. And it's like, it kind of, yes, the content's there for you to get. And yes, it's kind of reachable, but realistically, it's like, yeah, you need yeah. to cough up. Yeah. And I get it. I get it from a business perspective, but it's still pretty shady. Yeah. Like, I, purchasing should be a shortcut, not a solution. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's a difficult one. Um, and in Ferrana's case, yeah, I think this is for sure too little, too late. Um, the, the game has more pressing issues. If they wanted to fix it, um, the game has far more pressing issues than um, stability that, that can be improved by, by you know, peer-to-peer -peer or whatever. Um, or by taking out peer-to-peer. -peer. Um, the game has several fundamental issues and unfortunately I don't, I don't see this doing much good for it. I, yeah, I if they were smart, they would get out their big suitcase of money and pay like 90% of the top streamers on Twitch and the top content creators on YouTube to go back to it after they've put in the dedicated servers and they might have a chance, but they won't do that because it'll cost them too much money. Uh, they, they might do one or two promoted streams or whatever else, but if they did like some huge blanket marketing and made it so it actually was shown to be working on a high level and they could they could go so far as to go here, oh, look at the metric, look how many people are playing, oh, so many, oh, look at the ping, oh, that's amazing. Um, when they could really go to town with it and possibly resurrect it, but they'll never do it in a million years. I love how your idea of sponsored content is exactly my idea of sponsored content, where you go, this is sponsored. Oh, look at the ping. From their side go, look, oh, look, oh, there's so many, look, oh, that's another man online. Look at that. Oh, he's got friends. Uh, they, they could actually go through and like show off some metrics and say, look, with our new dedicated servers, yeah, here is the average is... ping reduction. Here's the average latency reduction. Here's the average time, matchmaking time reduction, whatever. And then just like really go balls out with all of the numbers and just be like, it's better. We've done the thing. And they could I've get... I've seen the, the other side of this situation where a right. game has slowly kind of like, I'm not going to disclose how I know this or which game it was, but I've seen yeah, it kind sure. of deteriorate to the point where there was pretty much no one online. And mm -hmm. to bump it back up again, loads of things were fixed. Like, like shitloads of stuff was fixed to a point where if that was released originally, it would have been fine. It would have continued being okay. Right. 
And like you say, without putting loads of money into it to get big names playing it, you're not going to do anything because people will be like, oh, but is it actually fixed? I'm not seeing that it's fixed. Yeah. Have you actually done what you said you've done? And it's really difficult to come back from because people will just automatically avoid games on the principle that, well, that was broken. Yeah. And it's it's so difficult. But uh, if you're a big publishing house, right, all you need to do, right, say, say you don't want to stump up the cash for it. That's fine. This okay. Is, Sam knows the game industry 101, ladies and gentlemen. Right. But like, you don't want to stump up the cash for it. That's fine. So you go to all of your mid-level content creators and you go, right, here's a free couple of keys for the game to give away during the process. And nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hi, we're Ubisoft. We make lots of fucking games. Next time the game comes up, guess who we're coming to if you do this, sunshine? And onwards. It, it, like people will go, oh, all right then. Right, I suppose right, if you're going to like maybe give me a look in on fucking Assassin's Creed, honest, this one isn't shit, 15, then like, sure. Like, there, there are ways and means. If they really went out of their way to engage and they went out of their way to add at least the the perception of transparency around the improvements that they've they've done, it would it would help. It would help immeasurably yeah. to like bring up the the profile of the the game, but they they just won't go far enough. I feel. You, yeah, just... you have to you have to remember like you're talking about um, a game like player base dropping off and um, the the people behind it <laughs> fixing a whole host of things like yeah. a and and a, I can imagine that this was a whole host of things, right? Well, it would have to be, yeah. I mean, there was a lot For wrong. Honor have gone, hey, we fixed the stability issue. With oh, no yeah. word on... And, and again, like, a lot of the things wrong with this game run really deep. Yeah, mm -hmm. but no word on fixing the glitches and yep. all that exactly. kind of stuff. There's nothing else. I mean, the perfect examples of these kinds of things are No Man's Sky and Friday the 13th, I think. Because No Man's Sky, they fixed everything. They made it better. They did base building. They added some more story-ish stuff in. And everybody just went, yeah. <laughs> I gave it a go and I didn't like it. And I, I, I kind of, I, I, no I feel like I disagree with you there. Because as somebody who played No Man's Sky to death when it first came out, and was like, this is awful, but I want, I want to keep on it. And I want to see how they improve it. And then I played it through the base building and things. But a lot of the things that... I found were wrong with it. I found that they didn't fix. Yeah, but it's as the general public, if you surveyed right. everyone, they would have gone, there's no story. There's no nothing other than flying through space. You just do mining. They changed that, but nobody wanted to go back to it because of how, not how badly it did. I was going to say, but that was a really how... severe, severe case though, um, yeah. to begin with that we, I say there's a lot of promises that were made up to a yeah. couple of weeks before I mean, release still were not fulfilled. But like again, Friday the Thirteenth is it's got it's got serious potential. I've been playing it, really enjoying it, mm -hmm. but you can't connect to matches because no. it's just the servers are awful That's for it. Idiot. And then there's glitches and there's balancing issues and there's problems on separate consoles and separate platforms that all need addressing. And they've gone. Oh, what do we do? And they're going, yeah, we'll fix this, we'll fix this, we'll fix this. There's no roadmap, there's no plan. And they'll say, yeah, we fixed this one issue. And everybody will go, what about this? And everybody mm -hmm. piles onto them. And it's it's so, so hard to come back from something like that. Yeah. If you get a bad reception to start with, it, it damages the brand to an yeah. extent. Oh yeah, for and sure. 
I really, really hope that Ferrana does pick up more momentum and it does do really well because it looks good. It looks like it's enjoyable. I know people that have enjoyed playing it, but again, everybody has had the same issues with it. So, and, and, and for them. And I think part of the problem is it buys into Ubisoft's reputation, which is quite poor, like as far as things go. I mean, they're not most hated on the face of the earth or whatever else, but I'd imagine they're towards that end of the spectrum. Like they're they're very distrusted as far as putting out games that are are complete and not buggy and putting out games that are rehashes and putting in games that have fucking towers everywhere because everyone loves towers. It does seem like they're trying to change their attitude. I have to be quite careful here because my partner works for Ubisoft and I know loads of people that are in various studios across the world. So it does seem like they're really trying. I would agree with that. What they've shown with Assassin's Creed, from the the they're going with Far Cry, they're Mm -hmm. they're trying to branch off and separate everything and they're doing Rabbids and Mario and like they're, they're trying to sort of go, actually, we're not going to release broken games anymore. We're not going to do the same open world, tower scouting, man killing games for yeah. every single one of our IPs. That they're, they're trying their best, I think, as far as like as much as they can. They can't go too far away from Assassin's Creed because then it won't be Assassin's Creed anymore. And they can't go too mm-hmm. far away from Far Cry because they still have to have those elements of angry shooting stuff <laughs> what far cry is really clever yeah. because they've taken the angry shooty stuff and they've gone let's push that personality logical. a little bit so instead of pushing the mechanic side of it which a lot of people yeah. aren't particularly fussed with they've pushed the personality side of it as far I've as heard assassins it's dark oh. like, because because they've gone with the whole i mean it's it's borderline scientology isn't it that's yeah. what the religion is so They've gone very much like into that kind of angry cult sort of thing, but not like Pagan Mim's little mountain cult that he had. They've gone to the the Central American or Central US shit that's going off at the moment almost. Yeah. So, and that is really interesting because they've gone, actually, we're going to do something really cool with this. And I can't wait to play that. Hmm. I, the first time in years, I'm really excited about I'll be honest, while while Ubisoft are used to this whole we release broken games on a regular basis thing, I was actually really impressed with their E3 foot. Their, their E3 billing was impressive. I was interested in Assassin's Creed for the first time in forever. You know, as you say, Far Cry, they're pushing Far Cry in a super interesting direction. Yeah. And if it is dark, yeah, sign me up for that. Like, yeah, it's like primal jesus christ i i don't think any any i don't think people noticed it was released it was like they went oh we do this with far cry normally let's do it but in the stone age and they were like, like literally going unga bunga to each other instead of speaking english it's if they'd have said we're gonna do a stone age exploration game and just changed a couple of the elements of it it could have done really well as yeah. a new project, like yeah. Skull and Bones. I'm really yeah. hoping that that does well, because it's taking an element of a game that they've already made and they're changing it into something bigger and better, but, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, Primal, they used the same map uh, as they they, re- they recycled the map, they rehashed the mechanics, and it was just, hey, we've taken this, but dropped it in. A, yeah. And that, that kind of didn't work. Um, but if they'd gone towards, like, mumble. The, like, the voodoo, blood magic kind of thing that was so... Kind of prominent within the stone age like i've i've read all sorts of fantasy books and things and yeah it is fantasy but 
it's a yeah, game. Yeah, but, but it's a game. <laughs> yeah. It's allowed to be fantasy. Yeah. Not not every game. If you game... go into demons and the what the moon means and omens yeah. and all that kind of stuff, they could have done so much with it. Yeah, and they but... didn't. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, it, it is... <laughs> Uh, my favorite moment from watching the Assassin's Creed trailer, actually, is that suddenly there's a giant snake. Yeah. And the person, like, oh. the, the person who was sat next to me went, no, oh, no, giant snakes in, in Egypt. And every part of me went, oh, giant snakes. Yes, hello. I had that. We had like a group chat where we discussed everything that was going off at E3. Yeah. And half of them went, why is there a giant snake in it? And half of us went, oh my god, giant snake. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> If you if you bring in this sort of uh, this big creature, this deity kind of dealio, like I'm one hundred thousand percent behind that. Like, oh, he can see through the burb. How can he see through the burb? And I'm like, I... you can see through the burb. Like... I know one person that just went, I am buying that because I can climb to the top of a pyramid and I can slide down it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. See, that's what it needs to be. It needs to have that yes. variety, not yeah. just climb a building, jump off, climb think, another building, I jump off. I think we're off. finally getting out of this era of gaming where it was grit cells. Yeah. Yeah. And sure, grit cells, but grit after grit after grit after grit after grit gets dull. And it well, you just get numb to it. Yeah. It, it's it, not gritty anymore. It's normal. It was. <laughs> it was super interesting to see the color palette that the new Metro is going to use. Because it's not just grey and brown. It was really interesting when for, when we saw Fallout 4 for the first time. And we're like, that that has colours in it. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> what? It's super interesting to see um, a divergence from kind of grit and into, again, Far Cry pushing that personality. Assassin's Creed. You know, he can see through a bird and there are giant snakes attacking him. You cannot tell me. That there is something extra, like, you, you can't tell me that there's not yeah. something extra going on there. There's something more to that, and I I, I like it. Um, I mean, the last Assassin's Creed, well, did they do the time travel stuff in the last one, or was that the one before? Syndicate one they did time travel stuff in. Yeah, and it was interesting, yeah. but it was like, you're trying to pull, like, other interesting bits of history in. Just roll with the Cockney gangs and stuff, like, do more with that, but I think... Hopefully, it, it's looking promising. I mean, yeah. again, can't really go too far into it, but it's yeah. looking promising. Yeah, no, um, no, we understand that. So, yeah. 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 No. Um, <clears throat> as I say, with For Honor, this is too little too late, but I'm interested to see in if this learning lessons thing carries on. Now, we've seen yeah. it at E3. We've seen that they're learning lessons about their own titles, even. They're learning lessons mm. about what people actually like about their titles um and they're, they're pushing I really feel those like elements we should, i really feel like we should just cue that image of dj Woody just going fuck you and fuck you about beyond good and evil <laughs> that was amazing i lost his voice and he could host the next day yeah that's how much excitement yeah. ubisoft created I... in one man I, I, I think Ubi's was the best presentation because yeah. it yeah. they've taken on board the feedback of all of their communities and just the games industry in general. Yeah. And I think I'm an like you said, I think For Honor is a little too late. But, but it's this is it's showing good, Yeah. Yeah, it's showing that they are listening. Yeah. It's mm. um as I say, it's interesting to see that how they're now listening to feedback. Because very often People listen to feedback, and feedback from players is often the wrong feedback. I like shooting people is 
bad feedback. I like this because I can shoot people, but I don't like the rest of it. Like that's that's bad feedback. Mm -hmm. um, it's super interesting to see that they're pushing the right bits of each game. And yeah, yeah okay, they're not fixing everything with For Honor. And yeah, okay, it's probably not gonna climb back up unless they do fix a lot of the things that were wrong with it. And even then it's gonna be a grind and a half. But the fact that they're trying to learn these lessons, I think we need to listen to. Because that's super interesting in itself. Yeah. Like, that is super interesting in itself. Um, I, I, I hope For Honor does well, because I know a bunch of people who really like it and they want it yeah. to be good. Um, well, I'd love to play it if it worked. I, like, I, I gen genuinely, I would enjoy playing that game if it worked and if it in turn got a community back that were there to play with. But I don't think it will, by by any stretch of the imagination. We'll see. And that's a shame, hope. but yeah. true. Like yeah. it just is. Um, yeah, hopefully they learn. But you know, you, until Ubisoft starts showing me on a regular basis that they are, I'm not even going to give it the benefit of the doubt. We're getting beyond like, Good and Evil too. They're gonna. <laughs> they have to. Yeah, but like uh, unless they unless they do well with that like that that is actually like corporate suicide if they fuck that up that's corporate suicide yep yeah. <laughs> it's it's it seems like they've got a really dedicated passionate team on it but i mean like and it, it's well, the guys the, that did the, the way so... quite convincing i'll yeah. be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, we're doing this game <laughs> like yeah and it's you know, yeah all right so talking about things that we're passionate about we should talk mm. about what games we've really liked this week or ever, whichever one it happens to be. Just games in general. Just talk, talk <laughs> Let's about talk about some nice games. Sam, do you want to go first? Sure, why not, why not, why not? All right. So, I have been playing one uh, that is... I feel like it wasn't picked up that heavily uh, when it popped out, which is a shame because it's pretty cool. Uh, imagine Final Fantasy Tactics with deck-building card-based combat with dice rolls to determine damage that you can like mulligan on as, as well like you know oh, i don't like how those two dice come out i'll re-roll those and those will determine either like your your damage or your heal or your uh, bonus actions or different bits and pieces like that um it's really bloody cool uh it's really enjoyable uh it's set inside like a almost like a like a dickens novel uh well from what i played so far like it's, a, it's just like these little ruffians uh just running about and doing crimes and and like <gasps> a sort of a father figure that's <laughs> like looking after them like it's, literally, it's literally oliver uh, with fagan like it's it, 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 <laughs> like it's straight up um and it's really cool and they've all got like, like uh, they've got a lot of attitude the art in the game's really nice as well the story's pretty solid um the, the game gets more and more in-depth as far as the combat's concerned uh, as you go through, as you sort of unlock the ability to have more dice to use to determine your roles and therefore, like, different special effects that your skills can do and uh, more cards. You can craft cards, you can craft dice to have them be the way that you would prefer that they are and level up to unlock new stuff as well it's just really cool like it's just really really enjoyable and i desperately need to get back to playing more of it because i played a bit on stream and then i uh, oh then pip came down 
uh, to, yeah, to visit. And then, and then I just didn't stream the entire time she was here. So like, I just didn't get back to it. So I really need to get back to it. What's the um, story like? Is the story good, quite good? Because that, so that's, got... that's probably what it's out for me. It's not only the deck building, but the, the narrative. Yeah, I've not got terribly far in the story so far. And I'm still very much in the early stages of kind of, and this person is that person and the other person does the stuff. But so far, it's, be, it's building up quite well. Um, there's uh, like one main, uh, main oh, a female lead, a, a black female lead. Oh. Even, cool. even more so, like <laughs> fucking rarities. Um, who's like this sort of uh, renowned thief, uh, which is pretty cool. Like has, has her own nickname and everything. Sick. Um, and like kind of like a bumbling sidekicky dude, and another kind of tag along buddy, and whatever else. Uh, I know that it's, it's building up interestingly, and they're they're just kind of starting to set out on their journey of grandeur and to set up that their whole sort of overarching story at the point where I'm at at the moment. I think so. I've not got sort of like knees deep into it yet, but it seems interesting. So it's certainly well written. There's a lot of kind of decent comedy in there as well like it's actually quite quite well written for the humor hmm. so um yeah i really dig it definitely worth picking up sweet sweet it's not been out all that long either has it uh i want to say a couple of weeks yeah. two two three weeks something like that. I, I need to get on this there's there's too much come out like in the last couple 18th of weeks. July, 11 days oh, it's there been you out. go there you go but yeah um i i really need this and it's not that expensive either uh it's currently no. uh it's currently sitting at 13 pounds 60. And I, I don't feel like, I, like I've I've hardly dipped into it so far, but like it feels like it's got a decent bit of playtime uh, in there. Like not tons, but you probably get in a good ten hours on a single playthrough at, at the very least. Okay. Uh, probably more uh, if you're like me and just kind of grind stuff up because the combat's just quite fun. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a selling point in itself, like you know. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so Children of Zodiacs, neat. Uh, Ellie, you stole my pick. Um, <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> you, you stole my pick because uh, I, I love this, and I think I gushed to you about this when we were at yeah. our last event, right? I'm like, you have you seen this? this. You were going, yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> please tell us about gorgeous, 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 gorgeous Sundered while I find the link for it because I'm being lazy today apparently. Um, so it's basically it's a 2D uh, side-scrolling Metroidvania roguelite game. Um, so it's all hand-drawn animated. It's absolutely stunning, um, and it's uh, like eldritch horror. So all sort of elder gods and things, uh, Lovecraftian style, and it is incredible. Um, so. Every time you die, you get taken back to what's called the Sanctuary, which is like the central hub. And whatever shards you've picked up from monsters, which is just basically XP, you then spend on your skill tree. You build up your skills, you find different shrines within the world um, to increase your skill set, and then you have the ability to corrupt them. So you can either stay on the light path or you can turn to the dark Eldritch Horror side and corrupt your abilities, which the obviously tentacly man that is talking to you. I'm just assuming he's got tentacles because I'm only about halfway through. Um, he basically says, oh yeah, you can like use your Elder Shard and then you can corrupt your abilities and it'll all be fine, don't worry. Like you'll, you'll be okay, it'll make you super powerful. I corrupted my shield and instead of just absorbing damage, it now puts it back out at whatever hits me. 
but if it kills something, it will then summon it as like a shadow creature. So it makes it harder for you, but it also makes it easier at the same time. So when you get overrun by hordes, you'll then get these shadow creatures coming back in to get you again. Um, I'm about seven hours in now. I think I'm about halfway through. I've unlocked all three areas. The third area is hard as balls. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I went in and died like straight away. Mm -hmm. But um, I can't stop playing it. It's got some minor frame rate issues and some crashing issues on PS4. But to be honest, although it's a little bit irritating, it's not bothered me at all. I've just gone straight back in again to carry on. Um, it's it's incredible. Um, it's it's interesting. It's it's got a lot of depth to it, but it is very hard. Um, I will say that if you're planning on picking it up, be prepared to get very angry at the amount of nasty things that are chasing you down. Um, Mate, I get yeah. angry at like Hello Kitty Adventures. <laughs> I, I struggle enough with the most simple of games, so I'll be raging at it regardless. Oh, dude, yeah, like, the, the beta that they sent me to, to play on stream, oh, God. Um, I, I walked in and immediately died about 11 times. I'm like, okay, we'll skill yeah. up and we'll get through this. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, you just the, keep going. Yeah, eventually the stream became me just like gargling incessantly, like <laughs> yeah. shaking my controller back and forth in the vain hope that I could beat them yeah. up. It, it does, well, it, it really breaks you down. But um, yeah, the morality aspect is super interesting. Oh, it's great. It, it, it's, it's hard Metroidvania and it's semi-randomly generated yes. Metroidvania. So it's... Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's, it's procedural. So you'll yeah. find um, there's like an over, like there, there is an overworld, there is a map to it. But certain rooms, like the shrines, uh, like the power rooms, like the mini boss rooms, all that kind of stuff, stays in fixed positions. And it's okay. the paths that you take between them that are procedural. So whereas before you might be able to just run horizontally across, you might have to go all the way up and all the way back down again, and then through a wiggly bit and through a tunnel to get to that same place. So you but, always encounter different things, but yeah. the, the start is incredibly difficult because it's quite hard to get used to. But I would say persevere through it because it's it's rewarding. Once you beat those enemies that were so tough at the start, I can just run through and just slice them all out. I'm like, yeah, you, you don't cause me a problem at all. And then you'll reach another new enemy type and then you'll get used to that and then it will hoard on you. And it's, it's punishing, but not the extent that something like Dark Souls is punishing, if that makes sense, yeah. it's it rewards you just as much as it punishes you. So it's, but I would honestly get it just for the, just for the art style and the enemy design and the boss design and it, oh god, it's amazing. I know. Right, that, I'm just um, playing it. I, I know that the enemy design uh, and all the boss design and everything came from the mind of one lady. And every part of me wants to go and like hold that lady really tightly because <laughs> yeah. it's genuinely genius. It's wonderful. Yeah. Like, well, I've just come absolutely. across this. It's like a mini boss that's basically, it looks a bit like a blob of faces and it kind of like attaches itself to walls and you'll go over and you're like, okay, I'm going to punch you now. And, and it's it like goes, firing projectile rockets at you and I have to punch it in the face or in its faces. And then it will like tentacle grab like way off into the distance and just zip across the map and stick itself to another wall. And I'm like, why? And you go after it and this whole time it's yep. firing six or seven rockets at you just consistently in waves. And I'm, I've then had to go and grind with the shards to get an ability that prevents it. Basically, my attacks will destroy projectiles now. And it's, uh -huh. it's things like that. There's logic to it. And there is a thought process behind all of the enemies. And 
it's just great. It's so deep and it's not that expensive and it came out yesterday and I just wanted everyone to play it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and this is the first time that one uh, a game session has been on two weeks in a row and like I've, I've, I'm, I'm gonna have to pick it up now aren't I like yeah. there's no there's it's no two brilliant. Ways it's brilliant it's so good it's so so good you I really finesse, do have I finesse my job for after after we're done here today yeah. I'm gonna pick it up well, I'm, and... I'm gonna go and play I'm gonna go and eat some food and play Sunday <laughs> so I literally spent like all day yesterday on it. it it's great and I will be streaming it again as well this is what I streamed the other day I'm gonna stream some more yeah. and try and take on the big boss men Awesome. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Pip, 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 pip. Yes. What have you been uh, playing around with this week? All right, That's so rude. I, had a, I had a bunch of stuff that I've been playing this week, but I've settled on Pyre because I played Pyre two years ago mm. at an event and fell in love with it and worried since then. How long it, did you queue for it? Four hours. <laughs> I queued for four hours. This was back when I um, when I was like first to partner. No, it was before I was first to partner, and I was super frightened of events. So I went and I stood in the queue, and I held on to, to my little pass, and I stood in the queue, and people brought me food and water because I was tweeting incessantly about being in this queue. Uh, people sat with me for like an hour at a time to make sure that I wasn't on my own. But anyway, since then I've worried about Pyre because three on three Blitzball doesn't sell itself well um pyre is wonderful it's gorgeous looking it's wonderful sounding um the story is super super involving it's part visual novel part um sort of resource management part three on three basketball and it works it's okay i say it <laughs> i say it works it's a bit like Marmite. Either you get used to the flow of the gameplay or you don't. I really like it because I think the story carries it along so well. It is beautifully written. Hands down, it is beautifully written. And the way that they do exposition is that some of the story as you read it will light up. And you can mouse over to get a little bit more information about what that is. So the game places you in somewhere called the downside, for example. So it tells you that you wake up in the downside... Um, and your body aches mercilessly and you roll over your cursor over the downside and it says the downside is where people are exiled to from the Commonwealth usually because they are criminals so you're like ah there you go I know where I am and it, it's yeah. not big 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 chunks of, of exposition it's literally a sentence yeah two mm. sentences yeah. that explain it's like little tiny chunks of lore isn't it yes yeah <laughs> and it works hands down it's so beautifully written uh the way that the, the 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 way that this works is that you are an exile among exiles and you take your team of exiles on a, a series of trials and the trials are a three on three basically a three on three game of football um where you have these little auras that you can use to attack other players and the idea is you put your ball in the opposite pyre um and the idea is the more of those that you do, the closer your group of exiles gets to redemption and returning to the, the upper, this, this commonwealth. The, the more pyres that they uh, extinguish, the closer they are to being free. So it's a story about hope. Despite whether you win or lose these games, despite whether you, which resources you pick up and sell or keep, which trinkets you have, 
what you a lot of the characters or some of the characters um you give them names because they don't remember what their names were even through all that this is an unending story about hope and it's actually wonderful um darren corb did the music so transistor bastion you're seeing the same artists that did the music um and the environments you're reading the same stories um you've got the same voices in it though i struggle to recognize them they do a really good job of shifting the voices in between games it's super clever um but it's very different to what they've put out previously but they manage it very very well and i am massively impressed i i am kind of happy to just like blindly place my faith in the super giant at this stage yeah yeah it's it's not care. misplaced it's not no, misplaced no, in any putting way out a solitaire game i'll fucking buy it i'm sure it'll be great <laughs> Yeah, because you know they'll put something extra into it. Yeah. It's like they could they could release like a Tiddlywinks game and it would be fine. Yeah. Like it's I'll trust it, I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it for the soundtrack alone. Yeah. That's Bye. the other thing. Um the three on three kind of uh football games that you can see going on where you can jump and fly and each character has different abilities and things like that. Uh you can play that PvP. So I'm come at up. me. <laughs> actually actually come at me because we have had some close, close games that are like nerve-wracking, and you know that these characters are depending on you to win these games. And you, they have um, their ability modifiers are things like hope, and that affects their stats in these three. On like the there's like there's adorable little exchanges as well, isn't there? Like one of the first characters that you get is I think he's a dog. And he's got a mustache and yes. you have the opportunity to tell him if his mustache is bad or if it's good yes and if you have a good exchange with him it increases your hope for the next game and i was like oh my god i <laughs> want to have so because he's like oh does it make me love dashing and i was like yes yes it does one of the, one of the, <laughs> one of the early things that i had was uh the the big lady who's a, a demon she's big lady with horns who uh jody uh she does the security for the caravan she's like do i look threatening to you and i kind of went yeah, kind of a little bit. And she looked at me and went, Oh, then I hope you never have to cross me. And her hope went down. So her death respawn timer in the actual three on three game got longer because she was less hopeful that because she, I view her as this monster rather yeah. than in, in well, her she eyes. she does look pretty monstrous. Like, right. To be fair, she yeah. looks terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because... As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because I view her as monstrous, because she used to be a, a regular person, but the more time you spend in the downside, the more kind of warped you become. So she's like, you see me as this monster. Shit. And that put this weird tone on the next game, and I'm just like, mm. oh no. Oh. Because you want to then show them that you have faith in them, that they can go forward and do these trials. But also her stats are kind of shit now, because she's less hopeful. So it's so clever. Yes, there's a lot of really clever nuances in it that uh, strike you, um, and they they're kind of almost discordant. You know, they they kind of make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit joyous, or and it, it's just a testament to how good the writing is. Like it it's mm. it's really really clever writing. And again, the flow of gameplay might not suit everybody. I actually suggest that you go and look at um, somebody who's streaming or a YouTube video of like yeah. the, the first bit of gameplay to see whether you think that kind of gameplay would suit you. 
Um, but honestly, if you like good narrative and you like these really close, intense bits of gameplay um, in between nice bits of story and, and, and um, uh, resource gathering and things like that, uh, this is wonderful. Absolutely. I would also say don't judge it off of its first half hour of gameplay as well. Because it's it goes very easy to start with and it's like, oh, I just run across and slam the ball in the fire and it's just, it's it very quickly picks up and it gets way more fast paced and it's it's because it's a tutorial at the start and yeah. it wants you to get to grips with it. Yeah. So I noticed, um, been watching my other half player and he's been, to start with, I was like, what is this? I don't see how this has got longevity. And then all of a sudden it introduced multiples of the same kind of player on the other side. And then there was like one of the big people and they were kind of like gradually shifting across the map. And I was like, hang on a second, this has got strategy and it's got sport and it's got story and it's got music. And it's, yep. there is a lot more to it than your first like three games that yep. you play in it. So give yep. it a chance. Yeah, <laughs> once you once you get to, there's a section where you have to beat um, three of the little dog people that the curs. And I think at that point, my my three on three basketball playing brain went, oh, they're all really quick and they're killing me. Oh no. <laughs> and at, at that point, you suddenly realise that actually this this isn't a game anymore, and it's certainly not a game to these people. Like this is this is a very serious thing, and the computer wants you to lose. Yeah, it's strategy. You yeah. have to rethink your entire play style to work out how to yeah. get past it. Yeah. So there's it's got so many layers to it, and I think that's what's most impressive. Yeah. So yeah, Pyre is wonderful. Go pick up pirates. It's lovely. Actually lovely. Um, I've got hardly any fucking money this month as it is, and now that's another 30 quid gone. Like, uh, I just... Donations for... Uh, <laughs> my oh, I know. Game. Uh, let me, uh, let me just the Steam open. link for it real quick. Uh, because... This fucking referral link coming through right now. Like, this one. There you go. It currently has a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm not well surprised. Deserved. Yeah. Not surprised. Uh, go play the shit out of that. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick that up as well. As Sundered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sold. So sick of eating plate noodles. It's been a good uh, week for games. It really is. Well, I say, I've it got is. enough to play as it is. Like, uh, yeah. okay. All right, well, um, since we're running quite quite late on time so far let's let's jump straight into our slightly wider topic uh which is why have we got so many fucking storefronts uh to shorten it to something a little more concise but basically um techland who have made such games as i don't quite remember um, Oh my god, Dying Light! <laughs> oh, you're Dying Light, that's the one. I was trying to think of one of the other ones. Um, oh, Torment, Tides, Tides of um, Numenera. Yeah. Tides of that one band from Eastern Europe. Uh, so they're, they're, they're throwing out their own um, game distribution service slash launcher type thing. Yep. And why? I don't. I don't Which, get it. And again, we've got Twitch recently have said, "Hey, if you buy a game through uh, a partner, partner gets a share. That goes in your um, Twitch launcher, Madudad, reskinned curse app. That one the that they've changed, so it's not just a reskin curse app now. You need to update your information, my friendo. 
Um, no, I've, I've Epic, no Epic Games have their own launcher for Unreal, Unreal Tournament, and um, uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, which is why I have it. Um, yep, I have it. I, I have to have oranges because I play The Sims. Um, yep, you play to play or do you play ones? Even if you do have them through you Steam, you have them through you Steam. Have the you play launcher? Which because I think Origin does as well. Uh, for like a couple of games, not not many. Like, this is getting silly now. Surely. Or, to go one better, right? This is fantastic. I remember seeing this a while ago, right? So when Titanfall One came out, you could buy it through UPlay, and it was an extra fifteen pounds to buy it on UPlay over what it was on Origin, and it would you'd have to launch UPlay to launch Titanfall, which would launch through Origin. And I have no idea why that happened or how that happened. It was fucking batshit. Like, two launchers and you pay more to have it through an additional launcher, which is just madness. So you've got so you got Steam. You've got good old games, Galaxy, which yep. is uh, yet another one. You've got the Battle.net. You've got Origin. You've got Uplay. You've got this new one coming from these lads now. You've got... Um, like so I think Itch.io is working or, or has one in beta at the moment. Uh, which yeah. is like for smaller indie games and whatever else. I'm almost certain they have yeah. one that they're making. Well, um, I understand why from a verification point, but the... Ellie, tell me this is going too far, please. I just, I don't understand it. I just use the, the store on like, because I don't, I don't have a working PC. I just use the PlayStation Store for everything. But it's like I don't understand why there needs to be so many different platforms. I mean, I get it if there was like perks and stuff like that, but. Well, I mean, you play. If you play Far Cry Four through you play, you can have coloured elephants. You, you can you can have painted yeah. So elephants. I'm I'm gonna pay more to play it through you play to get coloured elephants. Uh, I mean, like... If you buy it through Steam, you have to launch you play after launching Steam to be able to play Far Cry Four. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. That is actually a perfect summation of this entire <laughs> heavy yeah. stop. Yeah, good. That's okay, legit. we're done for today. Uh, no, it's... Yeah, I, I kind of... Again, like, I play The Sims 4, right? I love The Sims. The Sims is a wonderful series. Despite the unending amounts of DLC, I have to have oranges. Just for yep. that. Yeah. I play Fortnite. That's the only Epic Games game I play. I have to have that particular... Like, like yeah... Like, pe people are saying in chat, okay, I, I understand, like, HIO has its own one because those are games you wouldn't find on Steam. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I credit that, but it yeah. just... GOG that's... Galaxy is sort of the same because a lot of their games are these older ones that are brought up to spec, but yeah. But that, that's a, a modest fraction of their sales, I would say. But I have to say, if Techland do something to do with Dying Light, where they put exclusive content out through their little server thing. I don't know what I'll do. I love Dying Light. If they put extra missions out or like an extra bit of map or something, I'm like, oh. But imagine you that. have to buy it through that service um, then. I know, to and it's like, well, I've already got it. And like, unless they're planning on doing something major with their games in the future, then I just don't understand why. So, so they do have a new content patch coming out like very very I know. soon i'm so excited it's, it's already out on pc isn't it is it is it out now sorry i, I think I it's don't out on pc but not on console cool. because i'm like sat here rubbing my hands together like please uh, i think it's <laughs> I need... 2 p.m 
But um, but basically, they had some stuff, and they've already got a new rifle that's exclusive to their new launcher called Gemly, uh, yeah, which they're... we haven't so far. So there's already a rifle that's been segregated nobody, out. Nobody uses guns in Dying Light because they attract everything. If they did like a so, top of the range glowing rainbow machete, I'd be like, what? I need that. <laughs> uh, isn't it a sign though? Like they've already got an exclusive thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that not the, the first trickle for the flood? Like... Mm. For some oh, things, yes. I, I, again, like I, I agree with chat. I understand that uh, patching is a thing and having a dedicated service to be able to, to patch games and things is, is it. But God, there are so many. Oh, my computer is so full of these launches that I yeah. only use for one game. Oh, like. It, but from what I understand, like through Steam, for example, patching isn't that much of a ball ache anymore. You throw it up, it does the stuff, and eventually it goes out when it's ready to go out. From the game devs that I follow that distribute via Steam, I've not heard any sort of horror stories about how much of a pain in the ass it is to throw it out on Steam, which in turn then reduces it to, I want the full profit share for the reason for putting it out there, which is bullshit. Um, I might be wrong. Maybe it's an incredibly complex set of hoops that you need to go through to be able to put your updates out on Steam. But well, if indie devs can manage it. From some store perspectives, to put certain games out, you do have to jump through hoops. Uh, like, for example, right. with like translations and stuff, and um, you have to present specific documents to put things out on certain stores. So, um, console though, isn't it? I, I like because I know Sony and Xbox are quiet, yeah, but I don't know. If, I, I mean, obviously, Steam is used by so many people that surely it can't have that many, but maybe there is something standing in the way, some kind of a block that they just go, Well, why don't we just set up our own thing? But I mean, even then, it's like, just put it on Steam, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, th the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure all of these games are going to be on Steam anyway, yeah. Um, it's it's going to be there, um, and it just I, I it makes me. I, there are games that I have rebought on Steam to have them on Steam because I having them on an alternate launcher or as a standalone launcher or whatever else is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, and just doesn't make it easy to I pick mean, them up, and jump into them, whatever. I I can understand wanting to make sure that Steam don't get a cut of your sales. But when you consider how easy it is to pick up a, a game on a launcher that you already have versus like the it's why I, I again like i hardly play the sims at the moment because i have to open oranges and i have to look at you know mm -hmm. whatever and, and that's why i haven't bought any of the dlc for it because it's just generally a bit of a ball ache um well, I, whereas i've got I, I, steam open pretty much all of the time yeah it launches with my pc startup like it is there because I know that on any given day, the likelihood of me playing a thing through Steam is in the 90s of percents. Well, like it, I'm now wondering if, like, you know, how, um, what's the one, the Ubisoft one with the New York Christmas shooty men, um, Division, <laughs> when you play yes. that, you <laughs> have to. <laughs> no, I'm with you now, I am with you. 120% now, yes. The um, New York Christmas shooting <laughs> men. <Yep. laughs> yeah, when well, you, when you bring that up, you have to sign into a Uplay account. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if 
Sims 4 on console is going to force you to sign into an Origins account. Uh, yeah, because I'm like, afraid. Even that, it's a, it's a roadblock. It's like, do I really want to play this because I have to sign in? And it's like, it'll do the pop-ups and things. And, mm. Yep. Like, the, the, the thing for me is like any sales process um that the likelihood like just this is just any kind of purchasing like on digital purchasing anyway the more clicks that you have to do to reach the end goal the less likely you are to proceed yeah. with doing that final goal, yeah. goal even goal having an additional yeah but even like that having to open that additional launcher that's still adding clicks in and then yeah. logging into that launcher as an additional click into the process the Even likelihood amazing. of completing that pro that purchase is lessened by the fact that it's separate separated out people are super lazy that was one of the first things that i was taught as a community manager always put store links in because people mm -hmm. won't go oh i'm gonna search for this game because it's extra effort right it's like why would you go to a different program to install it to then open the program and sign in and buy the game and then install that game when you can just go on Steam and type it in. And it's yeah. just like... <sighs> yeah. It's going to happen. Mm. Um, but, it, yeah, it just it just baffles me. Because, like... <sighs> I, well, I mean, you know, at the moment, it's now just another option for a smaller catalogue. And that's all it is. Yeah. Um, but I can just see it progressing into oh, our games exclusively come out through here, and it's I'm not being funny. But Techland, you are not, you're not uh, an EA, you're not a Ubisoft. Your your catalog is significantly smaller. Um, like I don't understand why you of all people. Then again, I suppose like, uh, well, at least you know GOG uh had the premise of you know putting out games that are drm free and the not typically on pc as their kind of selling point to have their their launcher but, i think there's also the element of they're polish aren't they yes. yeah and there's lots of those kind of stores are based in poland ah. so like um yeah, i think penguin operate out of there don't I they i can't remember the names of them all i they're all letters and numbers and things like, <laughs> but, g2a, like all the key yeah, sites g2a right. g2a are run from there so maybe it's also an element of well all of our competition like all of the other businesses around here are doing this so why don't we try it maybe there's an element of that in there as well just because other people are doing it they were like why don't we capitalize on this well uh, i mean that's presumably a solid dev investment and server I mean, the, the you know the the data transfer costs are, are astronomical. Yeah. Um. So that alone, like, surely that would be a gating thing. I mean, you know, Dying Light was successful and did well. Some of their other games were semi-successful. I doubt they're sitting on buckets and buckets of cash, unless they've got like some massive investments coming in. Like, I don't know. I, 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 we'll see. <laughs> Uh, stop cluttering up my PC with a yeah. million and one launchers that all decide to launch themselves at startup, even though I haven't specifically told them to, and I have to go and turn them off again. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, please. Because I will blame you. I will blame you for my PC loading slowly, and then I will possibly uninstall your launcher. Like, just uh, entirely for, for forcing my PC to boot slowly. There's another good point that's just come up in chat. Um is at the moment we're at a weird place with discoverability for games. Like, a super weird place, especially with things like Greenlight disappearing, um, and uh, Valve's really odd policies on quality control, 
Let's 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 put that in for a second. Uh, but you know, with all these marketplaces and things, if you pick a smaller marketplace or you make yourself a smaller marketplace, are you more visible? I mean, no. I'd say no because I've got to find that storefront in the first place. But then you yeah. get enough traction behind that storefront. You know, I, it... I, okay, so I'm I'm I am a brand new kettle, right? And I I get sold in Harrods. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I know. I know. I'm looking good for it, though, right? Uh, I get myself sold in Harrods. Shitloads of people going to Harrods, and the odds are some of them might see my new kettle in Harrods. Sick. Or I can stick my kettle in a tiny shop down a back street in fucking Scunthorpe instead of right. in the middle of London. All right. Why? So and a Scunthorpe in- local. A Scunthorpe local goes, yo, this is a really good kettle, and phones their friends, and it's like, you guys need new kettles, right? Because there's a place near me that does really neat kettles. So there's always, like, there's always two ways of looking at this. Yeah. People True. at the moment are struggling with discoverability. Like, outside of our big AAA billboarders, people are. They're struggling with dis- uh, discoverability because our, our industry now is... Um, I forget the English word for it, so I'm going to go with saturated. Um, like, there's there's a hell of a lot going on in our industry right now, and it's yeah. super difficult to get noticed if you are in a particular bracket, or if you're not in a particular bracket. So, actually, thinking about it, a lot of these people are doing this thing where they go, okay, we're not sure how many copies we're going to shift on Steam. What if we did, you know, what if we did sales in-house? That way, we can say, if you've got an account with us, you can get X extras above Steam. And then any other games that they bring out, they've already got a decent platform for where they can be seen. I think it's it's one of those things where it's a, it's a PR stunt. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you've got several options, you've got several routes to go down. You can open your own store, you can do tours of events and things with your games and show them to as many people as possible, or you can go down the influencer route or you can do magazines. So either way, you've got to spend a chunk of money to get the coverage on it, Mm. essentially. And by opening your own store, you're then giving yourself all the coverage because like that Mm. game will have priority on that store. But it's a risky investment because it's like, what if people don't find the store? Yeah. At least you know, if you're gonna go to PAX, E3, Gamescom, your game will have more chance of being seen because there's loads of people but there's also the element of there's loads of other games there. So it's risky, but it could end up paying off for them. But at the same time, it's like, stop making me install launches. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's this problem of like, my computer is full of these launches that I use for one game and that, that being it. And I have to remember passwords for these. Yeah. And if- um... Well, I, I have to do repeated password resets for these yeah. because yeah. I don't remember passwords for these. And at one so point, be- Somebody in the U- Ukraine had access to my Sims 4 account and was trying to buy FIFA with my card. Yep. That was a thing that I had to deal with. And I'm like, I don't remember whether that's the same password as my Twitch account. If it is, I'm in trouble. Let's change everything really fast. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's another, that yeah. is another consideration as well, isn't it? Tying up financial information onto yet another launcher, which is a, yet another vulnerability. Yeah. That yeah. could potentially be knocked into. I'm heading my, my, my financial information into different accounts. Yeah, you don't want to go into a shop and buy 
50 pounds of origin credit if you're only gonna spend like 12 pounds of it and then yeah. just leave it on there and it's like well i was only gonna buy one game on there let's do it directly with my card and then i had the exact same issue somebody hacked my email account and then i was like what if that is the same as facebook twitter amazon paypal and i had to change everything because i couldn't remember what the passwords were mm -hmm. and it's it's terrifying when something like that happens and then you've got to think well there's a whole bunch of kids that are online that are using their parents cards and then what happens if that gets hacked and it's it's there's pros and cons to everything that you can attempt to do to get coverage for your game, but it's it's one of those where it will just have to see how it pans out, I think. Yeah. See if yeah. that actually gets traction. Yeah. I guess so. But like I, I guess my, my, my line of thought is the population of Scunthorpe goes through Harrods every week at least. Rather rather than just being limited to the population of Scumfort once. But they've also got yeah. to look at 50 other kettles before they get to yours, and if they're the sort of person True. who picks up the first kettle that they see... But I get the entire population of the town that I could be barely noticeable in every single week rotating different people as opposed to the same set of people once. It could then be a long it's... game, though, because what if that entire population of Scumfort gets these kettles and raves about them to the rest of the country where their family live? And then everybody else realizes that the kettles are there and then they start going to that store to pick them up and then they start an online store and it's it's potential the potential is there they've just got to get the traction yeah. to make it take yeah. off yeah and i think i think you know adding other titles building communities into it like giving away exclusive things through it yeah all good ways but please but please don't do it because it upsets my computer immensely uh Sorry, I'm just I'm just checking how much the population has come for. Oh God, alive! <laughs> Sixty-five thousand hundred and sixty-three since uh, 2011, apparently. You can see like... how many people go to Harrods every week now. Oh Lordy, <laughs> I feel like this is a really good place to stop. No, I want to find out. Oh Lordy, I want to see if my 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 hastily thrown together. Oh my God! Like no, per day, Harrods gets Scunthorpe in a day. Really? Oh yes. wow. Okay, well um, let's go to Harrods with the kettle then. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, take, let's take the kettle to Harrods, said that. So let's um, just totally disprove like all of our arguments. There you go. So my hasty <laughs> metaphor was in fact heavily weighted towards Harrods. <laughs> I, I still I still think that maybe it, it, it is definitely a route that they can take, but it it's yeah. it's annoying to say the least. And it, it's security risks, it's all this sort of thing. I, I'm not a fan. But whatever people mm. think they need at the moment to be seen, that's absolutely fine. Um, if we wrap it up here for today, uh, so there's one thing left to do always, and that's to name this episode. By tradition, I usually go okay, first. Um, <laughs> by, I think uh, someone's having a party in the street outside. Quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, by tradition, I usually go first, and I want to go with New York Christmas Shooty Men. <laughs> Six out of ten New York Christmas Shooty Men uh, as this title, but I don't know if... Uh, I, I don't know. Six, I don't Six know out of ten, it. apps over tea kettle. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do quite like New York Christmas Shooty Men. That's that a beautiful is, is generally how I describe things. <laughs> Six out of ten still updating the podcast launcher. Um, <laughs> That's that, why we were a couple of minutes late today, this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
six, six out of ten, my kettle in Scunthorpe. <laughs> uh, six out of ten needs that Harrods launcher. What do, what do we think? Are we, we going to get really popular in specifically the town of Scunthorpe now? Are we going to have... Oh, shit, what, how many? Six, six out of ten. Boats, boats, boats. <laughs> are we are we gonna get sixty four thousand hundred ninety three people in here every every week now because I've shouted in out the, Scunthorpe in, in the vain hope that we mention Scunthorpe just one more time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, six out of ten. Scunthorpe Pip Kettle Black. <laughs> All right. What are we What are we naming this one? What do we What do you think, Ali? What do you think, sweet? Oh, I don't know. I'm awful at naming things. I'm fa I'm favouring. Boats, 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 because it just gave me a real giggle when it came up, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I think um, so. I as 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 nice as New York shooty Christmas shooty <laughs> men is, I'm not entirely sure I can remember the entire thing to put it in the Discord later. Um should we start with six out of ten boats, boats, boats? Boats, yep. boats, boats. Boats, boats, boats. I'm a few of it. Excellent news. All right, Ellie, tell us a little bit about what you're up to this week and where people can come and find you, sweet. Wait, wait, when are you going to stream? Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It'll probably be Tuesday, I think. Um, I'm on Eastern Daylight Time now, so I'm East Coast of America. Um, so basically just give me a follow on Twitter. I tend to put up links on there. Um, you can also follow me on Twitch, which is the same name. It's all Ellie Joy Panic, same on Instagram. That's how you find me. I'll be doing some streaming um, and tweeting about Sunshine and the things that I get up to in Quebec City. So, yeah. Excellent news. Uh, so that's basically it. Just, you're just planning on getting further sunburned for the yeah, rest of the week. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be playing more sundered. I'll probably be playing The Witcher. Yeah, um, nice. Because I'm... I'm like a hundred hours deep into that and I do not want to let go. <laughs> but um, I could talk about that for hours. If anybody wants to chat about The Witcher, just hit me up. Oh, uh, it's it's like fans. one of the few weeks that we haven't well, spent. Now, we've, I tried, now we've mentioned The Witcher. So there we go. We can add another <laughs> week uh, onto the calendar. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not too much going on at the moment. I might be dog sitting later in the week. So if you want to see some cute dog photos, that will be happening too. Boom. Um, so yeah, just it's just my day-to-day -day stuff is, is just entertaining myself at the moment. So yeah. And PSA, Ellie is available for further podcasting, editorial, oh, yeah. community <laughs> management, and other general awesomeness in the gaming industry. Thank you for that. There you go. <laughs> Subtle plug. No one even knows. <laughs> but no, seriously. Uh, uh, the reason we got Ellie on this week was because she's cool peoples and now she's an available cool peoples. So if you're a person that needs an available cool people, she should call peoples. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. she's wonderful. She's wonderful. We only have wonderful people on this podcast. Uh, so Sam, I'm replacing you next week. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I fucking know. You've, oh, this is episode 10. If somehow managed this far. I know I skipped oh, out God. two of them, but still. Yeah. Meh, it's fine. Um, what am I doing this week? Good question. Why are you doing this week? <laughs> so, uh, Monday streams, gameplay streams, uh, and we'll do Televere in the evening over on Twitch.tv forward slash Susanna Grace if D&D is your kind of bag. We're going to finish The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker um, this week if it stops spooping me. Like, it just so... <sighs> uh, Doctor! No, just... <laughs> Fuck off, Jaya! You piece of shit! 
So <laughs> best jump scare in any game I've ever had is just a woman handing me a sheet of paper whilst I'm trying to diagnose people. She just kind of saunters in and goes, "Doctor," and just like <laughs> up in your face. Your secretary in, in that game is terrifying. Um, genuinely terrifying. But yeah, we're going to finish that today. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to practice some flippy combinations that I learned in class last week. Um, so we're going to we're gonna do some big tall cupids and then whoop down into some weird upside down butterfly things and then whoop sideways into some flatline Scorpio-y things. And we're going to try and not not fall on our face. Um, and then for the rest of the week, we're going to be playing some Pyre and some Fortnite um, and doing some more flippy shit once I learn some more flippy shit in class because that sounds like a good time. Sam! You forgot to... Are you not doing the Neon Scrims? Oh, yes! On... No, we're doing Neon Scrim on Friday over at twitch.tv forward slash potato. Voss is in super trouble uh, this week, and Boom is in even more trouble. So the whole Boom and Voss thing, they might have to split up for a little while um, as porn star hitmen take Boom away um, from baby Voss. So that's scary as shit. Um, but her new leg works, so that's really nice. So if you're into D and D, but you fancy a little bit of cyberpunk, Friday nights over on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Potato is the place to be. I play um, scary killer boss uh, who adores her giant rifle and also big baby man boom. Uh, then Saturday we have more podcast again, and then Sunday I sleep all day because oh my god, I do too much <laughs> in the week. <laughs> Pretty true. Yeah. Sam, what are you up to this week? What am I up to this week? Attempting to struggle to consciousness at Good. points in time. Because uh, that's very difficult at the moment. I tell you, like, I'm still, I swear, like, ever since I came back from E3, I, I've obviously been inflicted by some kind of sleeping illness. And that's it. I just cannot be awake. Uh, but, Strimstrams, uh, or to be honest, I'm probably going to end up getting Pyre and Sundered, which means they're going to get streamed. Good. Uh, Yes. see that happening maybe <laughs> someone someone get me out of debt um uh fortnite when i stream more fortnite i might do if not i'll just be playing it are you warming um, to it yet well, are you warming to it yet you are right i it's so it's okay yeah and no like, that's it, a warming to it that's a warming to it that's good uh, i see what you mean like it's it's kind of you can idle play it like you, you don't really have to concentrate on it it's a bit oversimplistic it's a bit repetitive but like right. I, I just like slicing up llamas yeah. to be honest <laughs> okay you can only slice llamas any day of the week that's fine uh, um, find you here uh, here right channel. here also my fucking course should finally be coming out Yay! on level up dojo seriously it was supposed to come out like a month ago but and then it was in learn... color correction because apparently my color is completely incorrect or something. Yes. Apparently I look like a leopard I, or something. Like I don't know if my face is falling off in the video. I don't know. But um, it should learn to do? Uh, hua, hua. What can people learn to do on your course? Uh, they can learn how to get good at the strim strams uh, <laughs> for like, mainly from like building up uh, and like kind of learning how to get the basics down, like the the kind of typical pitfalls that people go into quite early like absolutely burning themselves out by like really smashing it too hard or you know that. tolerating people being their chat for the sake of having people in your chat when in reality that. they're scaring off new people from coming into your chat because they're sat there going well i think we should discuss trump and his views on people that aren't white and going on about that for how far they believe in it or something like that yeah, it's, it's that. gonna scare people no, 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 no. um Stop. but yes yeah. Stuff like that. 
Cool. Uh, I'll be here at various times. I don't really set a schedule because I'm shit. Um, and also, I just, just oh, like, can't no. be schedule. It's not going to happen. And then, obviously, next Saturday, more podcasts. We have uh, a cool uh, person for next week as well. Um, I, I, it's, I, I want to see how you guys handle uh, the person oh, no. for next week. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's someone that's very divisive in uh, Twitch kind of mindset. So uh, be interested to see what you think you you guys think next week. Oh no! Uh, Punch ups to come, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I reckon that's us done. Yeah, for the week. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, guys. So much appreciated as per usual. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Have a really, really. A really great evening, everybody. Uh, thank you to you guys who are joining us on the VOD, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and especially you guys in Twitch chat. I love you guys a great deal. Have a really good one, and we'll guys, we'll, we'll at least Sam and I will see you next week. Have a really great one! Can you smell toast? Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>